turkey cat connoisseur. Maybe. It smells, maybe. but in a good way. Mm, mm. And with that, hey guys, Turkey Cat here, and Ziggy isn't with us today, but everyone else is, and we're going to be talking about Scourge League, random events. I'm expecting a little bit of Lost Ark from uh, Rise and Nugium, but what has everyone been up to? Rise, what have you been up to? I played Lost Ark, and then I played the BPL, and that's pretty much been it. I got sick during the last two days of BPL, and my team lost, obviously, without me, mm -hmm. for sure. I was making such a big dent. That's, of course, fun every now and then, I gotta say. Like, uh, for these group-oriented events... Okay, I maybe I shouldn't say that. I hate softcore. <laughs> I, it's so not for me. I just cannot bring myself to give a fuck about my character mm. uh, when I'm playing softcore. It's like little things, I just fail to change them because like it doesn't matter anyway, so who cares anyway. But then for these group events for BPL, man, it works really well to anybody that doesn't know BPL is like a group-oriented event where you go for different goals with groups of like 600 people. And uh, yeah, for that, when you feel like a part of the team, when you feel like uh, everybody's trying together, it's really cool. Although I gotta say, there were definitely a lot more people this time around because this was my second time doing BPL. Or there would be dudes that would just treat the BPL like their own kind of like, I'm getting shit for free type of league. Because <laughs> obviously you're trading with your team for free, right? You're not really trading. You're just giving stuff that you don't need to people that do need it on your team. And then I'd have people who would constantly like message me for fucking level 40 items. And over the course of four days, they've practically like barely got into maps, but I've traded them like half of my stash, you know? So that part, that part got weird. But other than that, yeah, BPL is a lot of fun. Highly recommend for anybody who's interested in the future. Um, We can circle back around. Nagi, what about you? Um... Let's see, I got huge post-MF session depression of PoE. Uh, which resulted in me not streaming for, I don't know, over a week, I think. Mm. Uh, yeah, that was weird. That was, that was really weird. Because um, I, I don't know I don't know what it was, but something something after my first MF session just told me, I don't enjoy this at all. I don't enjoy this journey. I don't like what it kind of like does for the game. Watching your screen explode with like, you do like a four hour session and you found like five T1 uniques and you're like, what? It just seems dumb. And so that annoyed me. <laughs> that annoyed me to no end. Wait, Plus but like the... dumb in what way? Ah, but it just, I don't know, it's just, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't sit well with me. That the Scourge mechanic, like, on the end, like, you go to the last floor and you it's like turning on cheat codes. Yeah. That's what it feels like. And I really don't like that. I don't like that how the, how the League mechanic always ends up being this, like, loot pinata at the end because they can't manage to figure out a way to make it interesting other way, like, ways. It's just... I don't know. I... It just it felt really odd, and then that paired with the so there were a the few things I wanted, and I don't know. I also realized that I really hate Headhunter again. You know, I start I started like farming it. I was like, I had one card in my stash, and it's like, I just know at the end of this, I will not enjoy this. I, I don't know. It's just everything. All these realizations coming together 
just ah, I just couldn't cope with it, and so I went, I went, I went into hibernation to like reset. Yeah. Do you think you would have felt the same way if you were mfing in hardcore? Because obviously this is your first time in SSF for quite a while. No, no. It didn't really change. I I got like it was. The MFing part was cool, but then I it's just like it was just so overwhelming, like how much how how insane it was, you know, once you got it to like the the big stage. I d I don't know. I d I don't think hardcore was like I don't think that's really where I'm at. Now what I realized a little bit is that I wanna like I wanna get back to just theory crafting and making silly stuff again. Mm -hmm. I think I'm gonna like go at every event during during this December, it was just, we make cool builds more than anything else. For Gauntlet as well. I'm going to find something out of the ordinary. Something that's just like, it's cool, and I can build it, and it's going to work. Yeah. And that's that's kind of, that's how that's going. I was I, other surprised. Other than that, I played Lost Ark, and I, I'm, oh my god, I can't wait till that game really. You guys yeah, can have I, a little Lost Ark uh, segment if you want to have a little Lost I know you've played a lot of it, so, you know, I'm down. I thought it did release. How many times, like, people keep getting excited about Lost Ark. I assumed at this point it had released. Does it just keep, like, pseudo-releasing? It, it has released. Well, I but thought I heard you say that you're regions. excited for when it was releasing. In EU. Okay, so there is, okay. A, there is a region lock, meaning that it, it's really obnoxious having to, like, go into those realms. So, first of all, it's not in your language. Right, you can play in Korea, but everything's Korean. The first time we did that, that was like, I mean, you don't know the half the stuff that's going on. You kind of have to guess everything. You have to like use your mobile phone on the screen, doing like screen capture, like um, translations with Google and all that. It's like it's really awkward to try and oh, where am I supposed to go again? Right. So that was like really awkward. Then the now we're playing on the Russian realm, and since I don't know Russian, uh, we're lucky that now we have translations. So now we can do that. But the Russian realm apparently had a really bad launch, so like mm. it's, it's like it's sort of a weird realm to be on. Um, so I'm just really, I'm really, also we're coming in late, right? They're already already going into, uh, I could, they're in season two, and then they're going into tier three, which is the third tier of content release, and you're starting on tier one with all these booster packs uh, that kind of like catch up. Well, not like it's catch up mechanics to allow you to get to the same point, which is the baseline that where, where people kind of like fight so that everyone fights the same content. There's a lot of content, but for the most part, they want you to all be engaged from the same floor so that you have a more active player base at the right base. It's like, it's like World of Warcraft. They don't want to have you sitting around at level 55 in vanilla content. They want you mm -hmm. to be at the expansion level. It also released in Japan as well. That was like a separate True. region as well. Yes. So, so when does it come out for EE? First quarter of 2022. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what does that mean? It could be early, it could be late. It was or supposed to be November, but they postponed it. Yeah. Yeah. Many people claiming because of New World, but I don't know. If you played the beta, you'd realize that it was not because of New World. It's because they haven't yeah. done so many of the translations. Like you, you, you would click the uh, the guide icon to like help you with the boss, and it comes up in Korean. Yep, I mean, I mean 
they're they're releasing a lot more content than what people were expecting but unfortunately also they're releasing it in a state that's like in that nerfed state so yeah mm. we're gonna have to wait and see like how long that's gonna last but they should be like releasing content a lot and also i think i don't think amazon's actually like making the game they're just publishing it but then smilegate's the original like company making the game and i think that they're working on a lot of stuff and they just put their foot down and they were like, yeah, we're going to release with all this new Korean stuff that they're working on. And that should make for a lot of cool stuff, like the Sorcerer's True. class and a bunch of patch stuff. And there's like a huge Lost Ark, uh, like a Lost Ark con, I guess. Once a year, they do these like huge... Uh, in person or online? I'm pretty sure that it's in person. It's kind of like the, I don't know, the Final Fantasy thing as well. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure that it's all like dev based and, and yeah, in person. And I, I can imagine doing in person conventions. For... I, I, don't, mean... I, I shouldn't say convention. It's like a release, right? Okay. They're like, uh, they're this, it's like a POE, you know, announcement, right? Okay. In that me. way, but for Lost Ark content. Okay. I think they got. I think they kind of have the their whole like their whole way of approaching this. I think is very different in the East in terms of like how they manage kind of stuff. I mean, if you if you look at a lot of the countries out there, they're doing a lot better. So I wouldn't be too worried on their behalf. I think they can manage. Uh, they probably have a bunch of restrictions in terms of like even if they're doing that again or if they're doing conventions, like they're doing it without or within like guidelines and all that. I would imagine. Fair enough. So, um, how about you, Nagi? What have you been up to? How about you, Octavian? What have you been up to? Sorry. Um, been grinding away at Path for the, the, the whole league pretty much so far. Haven't really taken much of a break yet. Um, I pushed 100 on a Trapper. I did a variant of Seismic Trapper that was a bit different where I, I converted the Seismic Trap fully to fire. And I used flamethrower trap in a pseudo five link pair of gloves and no other damaging traps. So I had to scale a ton of duration and cooldown recovery to be able to clear with that. It was an interesting challenge. It was a lot of fun. Um, and it got pretty much all of my bossing content done for me. And now I'm building a death of occultist for zoom zoom because Ooh. the trapper being a cooldown based like trapper that. wasn't the best for scourge. And I wanted something that was better for scourging to get the scourge challenges done. So went with death south. Having played the cooldown trapper to 100, how would you compare it to like a conventional trapper? Uh, I don't think it's better. <laughs> I got that question a lot when I was playing it. Like, like crit, fizz, or poison seismic trap are both like just better builds, mm. but um, it was strong enough that I have done like all of the content in the game in a hardcore setting except feared. So, like, it's not. It's objectively not like a bad build. It's just crit fizz seismic is one of the best builds in the game right now. For so what you're saying is it's absolutely awful because it's not the best build. Yes. Yeah. Precisely. (laughs) Not viable. Yeah. Not viable. No, it was fun. Um, It got me the most Cyrus kills I've ever had in in a hardcore league as well. I think I killed him like 20, 25 times or something this league. Uh, Dropped my first savior I've ever dropped because he's just. I've killed Cyrus Aid a whole bunch up until now, but he just never dropped the sword hmm. for me. So it was nice to finally get that drop to happen. That was That's doing it. the whole like spell suppression plus Kongmings stuff, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so with Kongmings and max res scaling and spell suppression, um, I did the math. For every 100 points of lightning damage that Cyrus would do to me with a die beam, I actually would take three and a half points of damage. 
So it was a pretty absurd amount of mitigation. There was one time where I fucked up and I had eight debuff stacks on me and I tanked a die beam and was fine. It's I, I'm going to um, after I get the death south rolling a bit better, I'm gonna see if I can tank a meteor slam with the build. The problem with it is I don't know if I can blind him during maze mm. phase. If I can't, then I'm just fucked and I'll die. But if I can, there's a possibility I live if it low rolls. I think you can still hit him. You used to be able to hit him, and the debuffs persist as well. Yeah, but I, I, I know I, that I debuffs he... persist, yeah. Because I've seen him re retain his curse. If he's cursed by something, he'll still be cursed in the meteor phase. But I don't know if my blind duration is long enough. Mm. Right. If I, I can't reapply it. I think the real question, as some people in chat have correctly uh, assessed, is can it tank 100 Elder Slams? <laughs> Actually, it's not very good at tanking Elder Slam comparatively because that's an attack and not a spell. Uh, there you go. It's a very difficult thing to tank, apparently. Yeah. I'll ignore those comments. <laughs> um, as for myself, I've been playing Peewee on and off. I have to say, I, I'm feeling a little conflicted with Peewee at the moment. I think this is a great patch. I like this patch a lot. I'm looking forward to next league. I'm pretty irritated with the GGG at the moment, though. I think this is one of the most mishandled leagues we've had. And the events look really cool. And I think that's good. And I like the Scourge gameplay. But I find it really difficult to be excited about playing Scourge when GGG said last league, we're going to do better with our communication. Like, we think the game is best when we communicate. And then they've said nothing about Scourge League after week one. And yeah, everyone's like, Marky. that's true. It's Funny. not mishandled, it's abandoned. That's a big you can't, difference. You can't do poorly with miscommunication if you don't communicate. Okay, so check oh, they, they communicated. I Okay, so I have a... I'm surprised that people... Well, probably because nobody's really playing the game anymore. So I guess it's not that surprising that not that many people are complaining. But I very distinctly remember when Scourge launched, I went, okay... So they're either going to put in all this effort, which is probably not going to happen before January, or they're going to abandon the league. And people went, what the? Are you fucking idiot, Rise, you stupid head? There's no way they're going to abandon it. It's the best mechanic ever, blah, blah, blah. And then they released the patch where they were like, oh, we're going to change all this stuff. And then we're also going to keep changing it. And Scourge is going to get fixed. And I'm like, oh, okay, I am stupid. They are changing these things. That was a month ago. They haven't released anything ever since. Like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and what makes it even worse is it's not just that. There's still the standard map tab thing is still a thing. Oh, I, don't, yeah. what I is, don't even what play standard that? and that still frustrates me. So basically when they shrunk the Atlas down to a hundred, it bricked everyone's map tabs and they've got all these remove only tabs and you buy a new map tab it instantly fills. People are saying, it's not that bad. What you do is you just go into every remove tab and you individually remove every single map and you vendor them and eventually you can fix it. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> and a lot of people are like, who cares? No one plays standard. It's like, well, no, it's something like 15% of the player base or something still plays standard. And you can't convert your old maps because there are too many maps to the new tabs. And it's just like... <sighs> They just said, we're going to try and fix this by 3.17. And they, they said that in week one of the league. We're going to try and fix this by next league. And again, they've said, said nothing not about it. It's a weird league, yeah. yeah. I mean, I again, I kind of anticipated for them to abandon it, but like not in the way that they did where 
they said that they're gonna do stuff and they completely cut communication. It's really yeah. And it's, then like this December thing kind of happens out of nowhere with all these like different events, which also is so weird. Like I'm really looking forward to it, but I'm so surprised that they're actually doing that because why? And especially during December when like their biggest complaint always is how events don't like bring in revenue and people don't do this and they always lose the money and all this stuff. So now they're going like not just one event, not two. Like it's been a year since the last event. They're doing all of the events all at the same time and they're overlapping and like all this like whoa. whoa. I mean it's kind of it, it's kind of a habit is the right word. It's 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 indicative of how GGG approaches things. They kind of go right. all or nothing. Like and yeah. now they've have... done both. <laughs> we have problems like the ones with Scourge where we just don't get anything at all. And then, you know, we talk about events being something that could be cool for the game for leagues and leagues. And they finally implement some more events after the last one being, what, a year ago, like you said. And it's just have everything. Hmm. Stuff it all down your throat. Not that I'm complaining about the community events existing. It's just, it's interesting. This is, this is kind of the way GDG functions. It's also yep. like it's it's one of those things as well as I understand like the January league it's it's their big quarter well it's now quarter one but it's like it's their big yearly thing they're doing this big end game rework all of their staff want to take their Christmas leave it makes so much sense for them to be like actually guys we haven't got the time to make scourge what we want it to so we're just going to abandon it but just say it and I just get really frustrated and I under and I understand that if they were to just say like oh we've abandoned the league that wouldn't be good press. But it's also not good press to just not say anything because now whenever GGG does say anything, people are like, oh, but what about Scourge? So it dampens it. It's like when they initially announced all the December events, my first reaction was, well, what about Scourge? And I guess those are cool. And it just dampens everything. I think they just don't want to give ammunition to the people. I that think you're right. Quit the league and all this sort of stuff. Because there's yeah. a lot of people that want to see GGG fail. Yep. And like, if they don't pay attention to this stuff, then they don't care. But if they say that they're doing a certain thing or not doing a certain thing, then all those people can step in and go, you yeah, know. Exactly. See, people so, say that. I think that's very but I, true. I don't, I, I think that's what they think, but I don't necessarily think that's true. Because I not, think true, I, I think right not saying something still gives ammunition to those players. Basically, what they're doing is they're giving ammunition they're, to those players either way. And the people who, because yeah, again, but you're not the you people don't who give enjoy them to latch onto. You don't give something like there's not like a post that you can just be like, here, let's go all flock here and start, you know, doing our normal thing by not giving them a space to essentially like grow the animosity even further. And they just, I really, I, I think, I think, I don't know. I, I think that makes a lot of sense from a, from a communication point of view. I think also for the people that are enjoying Scourge, like telling them this thing yeah. is not right and we're not going to make it right. For the people that are just liking it a lot and that's that, that's the game for them. Telling them that, yeah, it isn't the way that it should be, I think. Yeah. I, it, I think it doesn't necessarily negative. need to be worded that extremely. So I think, like, one way they could have gone about it is just being like, um, the team is busy working on 317, big end game rework. We've got our Christmas holidays coming up. We haven't got any further uh, changes planned for Scourge League, but we've got all these fun December events for you. And they could have packaged it like that 
And all the reasonable players were like, okay, fair enough, 317, big endgame rework, you've got your staff going on leave, whatever, blah, 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 blah. You've given us all this events, you didn't have to give us these events. And then it's just done. But instead what they've done is they've just said nothing for like a month. And they'll continue to say nothing until the next league comes out. And now whenever another league where they don't say anything, you're just being like, oh, it's Scourge all over again. They're not communicating. And it's fine. But they literally made a big point last week about how they want to be better with their communication. And it's, I, I was saying it's, mm-hmm. it's like that friend who gets drunk every week and tells you they're going to stop drinking. But they keep doing the same thing. It's like, if you don't want to communicate, that's fine. But don't tell us you're going to be better with your communication. That I also yeah. agree with. Yeah, but simultaneously, again, I, because I started, I think what I said with like, I'm surprised that not more people are complaining. And uh, yeah, I think the way that they've communicated this by not communicating is part of the reason why people aren't complaining as much. Because yeah, the, the people that didn't like it left and now they don't have to worry about it. And the people know. that stick around, they're just having fun no matter what. So. It's kind of like, like I, even what you say, like, I, I just don't, it doesn't make sense to me to tell those guys, like, yeah, there's no good way of telling them that they're not going to work on Scourge more. Because if I heard that, like what you said, and I really was into Scourge, I I, I wouldn't like hearing that. I don't know. Yeah, it would really bother fair. me. That's fair. I don't know. It's, it, it kind of goes either way, but it's just, I I don't know if I would feel the same way if I was someone who was just playing the game or if I wasn't also someone who's been trying to organize dev episodes, because that's another thing which makes me like extra confused by the silence of this league. Because it's like, going into this league, they approached us saying, we want to do a dev episode, you guys game. And we're like, yeah. And they're like, cool. And then they're like, actually next week. And then it's like, okay, fine. And then next week, they're like, actually next week. And then next week, like, actually, we don't want to do one. And then it's like, okay, fine. And they're like, actually, we do want to do one. And you're like, cool. And then when? And they're like, next week. And then it just doesn't happen. And it's not like... Because it's like, they're the ones putting it forward. And it's the same thing with like, we're going to communicate more. And they're saying Mm -hmm. it, but then they don't do it. And it's just, I don't know. I just find that stuff very frustrating. A lot that's not about the league, but there is more like, well, how does this take? How did those changes take? How do we like this and that? And like discussions about the general game that could have taken place rather than it being about Scourge. And you can just Mm. make it clear. We would like to talk about these things. And I think there's a lot of space to do that right now without it having necessarily to be about, you know, whether or not Scourge is up to all the you know expectations like you can make you can create the narrative around something else i think that's what they are doing with the december events they're like well look here at this shiny thing instead this is cool right yeah i mean ultimately, and, 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 what? and because while while not while not talking to us about the things that they wanted to communicate about especially in the lieu of all the things that happened in expedition and all that you know they are. You know they are also failing on uh, on a promise, and that's not good since they could they could kind of like have have it both ways. Yeah. It seems to me at least. Yeah, we could have very easily just had a conversation talk about the patch because we all universally are massive fans of the patch, and this yeah. is a really good patch. And that's why I said I'm I'm kind mm-hmm. of conflicted with PV at the moment because I'm kind of like, the patch is great. I think the game's in good spot. I think I think Scourge is fun, but every time I do Scourge, I just get annoyed by the whole communication thing. 
and I get frustrated. <laughs> I will play. I'll be having fun. But then I start like getting the nagging in the back of my head and I get frustrated. So I stop playing and then I go play something else. Um, so I'm currently playing a bunch of indie games. So that's where I'm at. I am planning on doing the Delve event there. And I'm planning on doing uh, Atlas Invasion. I think Atlas Invasion looks really fun. Um, but like, I don't know. Scourge is, is my, for anybody who really loves the league mechanic, this might seem a little harsh, but Scourge to me just feels unimportant. Like, GGG didn't give it a ton of attention after a few cursory buffs and changes to some things with, like, Scourge map mods. And it really doesn't bring much to the table because in terms of, like, long-term effects on the game, because crangling items was so underwhelming and Scourging itself is just a whole lot of extra monsters. Cool-looking monsters, really great music. You know, the yeah. aesthetics were a win for sure, but it's just a bunch of extra monsters and pretty much every League mechanic can boast it has some monsters. So, yeah, we could definitely have had discussions that completely ignored it and not really have lacked all that much. Yeah. I, th I think you made a really good video, Octavian, which I liked a lot, um, which I'm surprised more people didn't pick up on. But you made a video talking about how the passive tree was such a wasted oh potential. Are we are we going to go down that path? Yeah, I, can I think the we whole should. goddamn podcast talking about yeah. this yeah. shit. It was so. If you want to just like lay it out, because I think you presented it really well in the video. Yeah. Um. Well, it's been a while, and I'm off script because I don't have it in front of me anymore. So I don't know if I'll be as well spoken as I was in the video. But um, the the passive tree for scourge really really bothers me because if you look at a bunch of different passive trees in the game, the regular one, the ones in the atlas, a really fundamental part of what makes those passive trees interesting is the idea of opportunity cost. And this is basic game design. This is nothing revolutionary here, but like. Especially even now with the squished atlas and more nodes in a single tree in an atlas region, when you take, I don't know, the breach nodes in, in Arthane, you're not taking necessarily the, the beast nodes. And that's interesting. That makes it more interesting that you have to make an interesting decision between the two things. But if it's just you get everything that matters eventually, there's no decision making. So the passive tree becomes an afterthought after the first like week of the league and no one pays attention to it. Like, have you looked at your Scourge passive tree past maybe the first week of the league? I have not. Aside from every once in a while, now I'm like three points away from having it completed, going, oh, right, I can get passive points for that. And then assigning one and then not looking at it again. Like, I haven't even looked at it a week into the league, dude. Not to mention, <laughs> as well, so many of the points on the tree just fail in terms of being interesting in their own right. Ooh, I can scourge jewelry 10% faster. Ooh, I can, you know, scourge some other thing 10% faster. Why are those points? Why aren't those just regular passive effects you get for leveling up Scourge that you don't have to invest into. And then we take the passive points, we cut down how many of them there are, and we make them actually interesting things, like, I don't know, Scourged items are lucky rolled when they drop, or Scourged bosses give 500% more corruption. There's a million things you could do, I don't know. And then you, you have a tree that you might actually build strategies out of. And suddenly, without changing how Scourge as a base mechanic works at all, you have a bunch of different strategies for approaching it. Because you have, you know, three different wings or something of the tree focused on scourging items or crangling items or just getting raw drops. And you can choose which strategy you want to pursue. And you can tailor that. And it's just, it's so much more interesting than just have a bunch of passive points that do basically nothing but improve the speed at which you scourge things or make it slightly more likely that you scourge your maps or whatever it is that they do now. I don't even remember. 
Okay, Octavian, but did All you right, that was a bit of a fifth? rant. Did you get your fifth skirt slot though? Yes, I did. Yeah, it took me until level 98. Stop complaining. This is great success. Yeah. No, I don't know. It's, I, a, it's a weird one. I don't feel like I communicated myself well there. Sorry. No, I, th I think you did a very good job. I think you did. No. I because I I think I think one thing I really noticed about the system is like especially with the choice part. It's really awkward going through the levels because you kind of, they they kind of, you're like, you will fill out two, uh, oh, let's see, you'll fill out like 80% of every row on every tier, and then you'll have like these very small things left, and it's like, oh, but it doesn't really matter. And also like the amount that you get, it's just, I don't understand that there wasn't a single Thing touched on it at all like doing any of this like 10% like if you think about crafting as well and you have to like do triple cranks like how much are you really getting on average like you get three opportunities on a single item to maybe get another mod at a 10% yeah. rate so that's the other it's thing so minuscule that that is one of the really, really awful ramifications of having a passive tree that you effectively don't make choices in. Because if you just basically get everything, bar maybe five or six points, that means that none of the things can individually be super powerful. Yeah. Because you're going to have them. Every player is going to have them. It has to be balanced on a wider scale around everyone basically having everything all the time. If you cut that number of points you have down, you can individually make each point more impactful. Because player X will choose this path, and they'll have these impactful nodes, but player Y doesn't choose that path which means there's fewer people that has that node, which means that that node can be individually more powerful without messing with the larger economy to a larger degree. So you could have more interesting choices for a number of reasons. It, to also, me, I kind of oh, no, yeah. dislike that all of these, um, they don't feel very scourgy. It's all just make it less crangled. Like make your opportunities less crangled, not more. Yeah. I feel like even though it, I think you should push the extremes with a mechanic like this, both negatively and positively. So like you could have the mechanic that like adds a mod. Well, now it also removes a mod. Mm. And now you take that you, you can you can and you can crank it up so it's like 50-50. Yeah. Does it remove or mm -hmm. add on every time? Stuff like that. And it becomes like you okay, I can go through this path path, like the add remove route. And it's only on corrupted items. And so yeah. you can't further it so it like it gives this like super crangle effect at the end of the road. And you it's have... like it, it doesn't it doesn't feed into its own like um theme. And you can that's have, um... really odd. Sorry. There's there's so many interesting ideas if you're willing to push the envelope. There's so much yes. stuff you could do. You could have, like, you're allowed to scourge past tier 3, and you can keep scourging an item, but each time you do it, has a 50% chance to delete it. Yeah. And you could just keep trying to re-roll it, and maybe you eventually lose the item, but maybe you scourge it 10 times until you finally hit the thing you want. <laughs> it's, it's, to me, it's, it's, MMORPG shit. To me it kind of felt like they looked at Diablo 3 and said, we want to experiment with Paragon systems. And this was their idea of, because it's basically what it was. It was like, it was a progression thing. They were even saying like the promotional material, like most people won't unlock everything. Everything was very individually weak in power. So that's kind of what they were going for. 
but then crangling items themselves because they didn't do anything to like make the system more appealing it didn't have enough draw for people to even care about the idea of like oh i've done a day of mapping i've unlocked an extra point to make my crangling slightly more efficient when your whole tree is uninteresting and all it does is make the crangling more efficient but most players don't like crangling then why do I care about making it more efficient? So it was kind of, it was a lose-lose. If the crangling was actually uh, efficient and more interesting, then people would be more like, okay, I don't mind getting less interesting, just efficiency boosts. But when both are kind of whatever, then it's eh. It's like my best crangles during the whole league, I, I think I even spoke on this last bay class, was like, I got some flat mana regen, which was kind of handy. Uh, it was ge- yeah. it was genuinely kind of handy, yeah. but it was kind of like that was my highlight of the league. It was like kind of helpful. Yeah, yeah. that really sums it up. That was kind of <laughs> helpful. The league. <laughs> I I corrupted life implicit on a shield and then crangled flat life on the shield. That was my best one. That's pretty good. Did they comment that this is going to be kind of like a throwaway league? Because usually they'll say something like that. Like, oh, yeah, this league's not that serious. No. Nope. And that's another thing as well, because it, it's something which I thought was kind of interesting. And this is something that I feel like GGG could have even lent into. Because you know how people always say, like, we just want the maintenance league, GGG. Can't you just do the, the maintenance league where you just make the core game really, really good and you do a low effort league? They could have just said, yo, bitch, that's what fucking Scourge was. You don't now stop fucking begging for it. But they didn't even, like, go down that route. They just kind of went Scourge and then they just, like, left it. What's that? Well, if the result is what's intended, then like even if the people that want it don't realize it, mission mission accomplished, right? Job's done. Because like it's I I think the game is a better game now than it was last week. I think the game has yeah. genuinely improved. I think I think yeah. three sixteen was great for the game's development. It was just yeah. It is interesting, like, especially the effort that they, well, I guess it wasn't that much effort, but like the changes to the maps and Atlas and all that, considering that, I mean, much of that is probably going away next league. So I was pretty surprised that they acted. And honestly, if doing that on such short notice in many ways, based off of the player feedback, requires like sacrificing shit like Scourge, I'm down. But yeah, the communication could have been better for sure mm. i agree with you there Taki. i think the one thing and i guess this is where like different players have their limits with it is when the communication is poor and i when i get the sentiment of like this is the throwaway league and i think this is just how my brain works if i'm like if ggg isn't invested well then why am i invested and then i just oh, i just lose interest because I was like, I, I I enjoy the gameplay of Scourge. I genuinely enjoy playing this league, but I have no desire to play it. Because I'm just like, well, they don't care, so why the fuck should I care? I mean, it's just a video game. Exactly, it's just a video game. It's, you know, but it's like, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. It was a weird choice from them, for sure. Yeah. Um, Does anyone have anything else they want to say on Scourge before we move on to the next thing? I hate it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. I Thanks. hate all league mechanics. <laughs> and soon you will too. This is just the first one. More I'm, are coming. I think I think the I think I'm a little sad about the whole how the whole scourge thing like 
has turned out because thematically it's been one of the most satisfying things to see like enter the poe sphere i think for me so i really i hope the takeaway is not that that people don't like the thematics of it because i really it's like the whole like monsters are like gory and tentacles and you know demon like almost like demon like it's it's i i find it very very cool so i don't know i hope to lean into like that kind of aesthetics more True. but i know we'll we'll, we'll see scourge would be I... one of those perfect leagues where they could like expand on it visually and on that because usually they'll do like there's abyss monsters and you never hear about them again or like harbinger they were like oh this is secret language that the players have to discover never did anything again so scourge would kind of be the perfect one where they could really continue to expand because i think it really fits well into the poe universe yeah mm. actually one thing which reminded me of that which is kind of funny scourge is literally incursion 2.0 because you guys remember the hype going into incursion where they were talking about like how modular the temple is and they could add to it at any point and they could do all these crazy things everyone's like oh incursion gameplay is so fun and then after a month they're like oh the set mm. and they kind of got bored <laughs> and it's just kind of funny oh, because, the, you know the temple was kind of yikes though there were so many th little things that they could have done with the temple that they chose not to do and even like when they reworked it they still missed out on a lot of like opportunities there so mm. but um i don't think incursion was ever what i wanted it to be and scourge is the same way which yeah. Yeah, in that way, I get I get the comparison. Um, but to move on to brighter pastures, I thought it'd be kind of fun if we just kind of like breeze through each event individually because we're actually first off before we go into the events individually, what event are we all most excited for, Rice? I mean, it's got to be the Gauntlet, right? Because the Gauntlet and there's new mm -hmm. mods and all that and. I'm pretty skeptical about the mod pool for it. But like if we're choosing from the GGG events, and no, it's not endless size. <laughs> I know that a lot of people are like, oh yeah, it's no. Surprisingly not. It's not endless size. I guess the delirium has okay. a lot of potential because they're setting up like a, a amount of delirium per zone that's static. So if they do that really well. I think it would be great because I initially anticipated that it's going to be something like Tempest or, or like Warbands where it rotates per hour, but it doesn't do that. It's a static amount per zone that they put effort into mostly is what they said. And then, yeah, the same thing goes for the Atlas Invasion. It's got a lot of potential into being something cool or something really like just kind of quickly gets boring, but hopefully not. What about I think your, it could oh, be the coolest. What about you, Octavian? Um, I'm more excited for the Atlas invasion than than the others, um, mainly because it's the one that's bringing in like something new to a degree. I mean, I guess all the bosses in the Atlas invasion are bosses that we've seen before, but them just wandering around in maps. You know, we've we I've I've run a lot of heists, I've run a lot of delve, I've run a lot of deliriums. I've not <laughs> I was run that. Steven's already playing endless heist. Like this, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's always in heist. I don't know how you do it, Octavian. I would have thought that you're going to be the most excited about Endless Heist. Uh, if I had a crafting bench, maybe. it's It seems oh. like a small gripe, and it may be a small gripe. 
but I really dislike not having access to the crafting bench because my God, it is annoying early on to off color something or to mm. like get that little bit of chaos res that you want. I just, the crafting bench provides so many little bits of utility and it's so nice to have. I, I automatically get significantly less excited for game modes that don't have it. So Delvin Heist, I'm not quite as excited for it. No, um, it's more the, the endless Atlas invasion that I really like. And Delirium has never been my favorite league mechanic, so I'm probably going to play the Delirium event, but I'm, I'm more hyped for the Atlas Invasion one. Yeah. What about you, Nicky? Yeah. I think Atlas Invasion as well. I think it's going to, like... I've always wanted them to do bossing stuff. Like, more just to throw monsters, like, throw crazy bosses, like, in there, like, randomly at some point in the league. So I think that's going to be really cool. Do you think uh, they need think... to be rewarding? Because like that was that was no. my biggest issue. That like I don't know how rewarding or how much they can make them make sense for people to actually pay attention to them during a map. Because like skipping the fifty mobs that are around like a random guardian isn't that big of a deal. But wanting to kill that guardian because of the rewards to me that would kind of be like the exciting part on top Ooh. of actually getting to fight bosses True. like mixed in because that gives me real like invasion vibes which uh -huh. is my favorite league right uh-huh but it, like you couldn't get away from invasion mobs like you had to fight them, those guys right because if you were in a map and you wouldn't kill them you wouldn't fight them actively then eventually they would kill you no matter what because they were just that strong. yeah that's so true. i'm kind of hoping that's that that's going to be the same thing because like i don't know how the game's going to play when you know, you have not... a shaper in mud flats, but like actually, <laughs> yeah. the robots are more dangerous. Like, I, do, I don't do know, we and more rewarding. The, like, stuff like shaper, do you think you, it will respect the shaper drop pool for the guaranteed uniques and stuff? Because that'd be cool. I don't, I don't know. I, I, that's what I thought that maybe, but then I think they said yeah. something about that. They said the bosses will always drop a unique, but they didn't yeah. specify if it can drop uniques from the, from the boss pool or not. Also, for, right. for the people watching here on YouTube that missed the finer text of the announcement, the bosses that will be in maps are ones that Maven can witness. So you're not going to see Maven herself. You're not going to see things like All. You're not going to see things like Conquerors. It's, yeah, no Cirrus in maps. You'll see, you know, anything that can be in one of the invitations for Maven. I know it can't happen, but I, I would love to see, like, Cirrus-influenced Elder or some dumb shit. <laughs> uh, that would have been cool, yeah. Uh, I do like the idea of that. Um, I think it's... I mean, I was going to say I think it's interesting that we're almost excited for Atlas Invasion, but I guess it's literally because it's just the most unique one, because all the others are kind of just like, whatever. Yeah. Um, they yeah. haven't really experimented with that, like, yeah. for really. Have they? I don't... Like outside of like actual invasion, where it's like metamorph and rogue metamorphs in the Atlas tree yeah, to yeah. some degree, but you know that couldn't be. Um, actually, I guess it technically could be a shaper guardian if you were running a shaper map. No, because it's not in the, any regions on the tree. So yeah, it couldn't be shaper guardian. It couldn't be elder guardians or anything like that. So this is a step beyond what rogue metamorphs. I offered. mean, it did happen one time when they released that one patch and it was spawning guardians yeah, randomly like, around the no, no, world. No. When Katarina could just show up in your map to um to a syndicate event. I don't I don't know if you guys remember that. There was like um I don't even remember what league it was, but there was like a week long period where Katarina would randomly show up to transport events occasionally. And just oh, fuck fun. you up. 
No, there there was like a couple. I, I think it was at most like two hours where like yeah, random shaper and elder guardians would just spawn around the world, and like <laughs> they wouldn't even spawn and fight you. They would just use their attacks on you, it so you couldn't good. even fight back. Like they would just blow you up. That lasted like yeah, I think it was about an hour or two. It was a really weird one. Maybe there's still some videos out there of it. Actually, I slipped through it. One thing before we get into the specifics of like builds and maybe think about for each event. I'm just curious about it because we have like a a good lineup of casters and racers in this call. Um, the whole race sleep timed race thing popped up on Reddit again. There was a big conversation oh. about it. I'm curious what you guys think about that whole conversation of like, should there be daily limits or should it be like the fastest like time to kill or like, do you think the current racing setup is the best there is available? Or I think that endurance style races are fine now i think what's important is that when you have them that information is available and that you try if you take care of the people who participate by giving them good guidance and information and i think gdg it's it's on them to make sure that there's good guidance on how to approach these events because you know people are stupid but you have marathon events where people don't know how to like properly, you know, prepare themselves and they dehydrate. You have Ironman events. You have so many events around the world that are essentially um, these like endurance style events. They exist in every aspect. And so to say that that's not a, a, a true competitive environment is just not about sleeping. Like, managing sleep and managing how you function under that is like saying that someone who climbs mount everest is just someone who can like hold his breath better it's like it's stupid it's a, that's something that takes effort to acquire over time so i mean i can't we can all want a different system because it plays better into our style of, you know, person or, you know, what we prefer. But to say that there is somehow a better system like this versus the other, that's that's entirely down to like personal preference and, and what you like. And so I think it's a little it's a little annoying when it's like, oh, but this is it's not competitive or it's not this or it's not that. It's just about and to to kind of like diminish the effort of people going into it, I think that's that that gets to me a little. See, I didn't. I feel like a couple of people mentioned that, like the it's just jelly people that think that they could win if only it wasn't for the fact that they got to do the dishes and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, I didn't really get that so much from that post. I to me, much more of it was. Kind of like the the change in mentality. It used to be that people would talk about how they these events need to change to like help people. But from what I've seen, most of it now was like, I hope all streamers die. <laughs> I hope that they <laughs> fucking go to hell. <laughs> and it's just like, what what happened? Uh, like, I get it. You're not my daddy, but like, are you? Okay, we can Rice? still try and change this for the better. Are you all right? You you didn't get that? I so much I, of it. I mean, I didn't was, read the post you guys are talking about. I don't sort by controversial, so I don't. <laughs> I did. <get> that. <laughs> One thing I, I find I, funny about that is I just I pictured a world where all the actual Pee streamers die from race events, and it's just me and Ziggy doing our right first week of the league. Hi guys, <laughs> <laughs> and then we fuck <laughs> off. 
I think. A, oh, go ahead. I. The to me, the reason why things haven't been improved and the reason why things haven't been changed is because realistically, they can't. Like uh, the solutions that people bring up to improve racing is always solutions from people that don't race that people who don't partake in these events to like a certain extent, but they bring up these solutions that re in reality only make the problem worse. I mean, the post that that was made by the person, the suggestion from him was slash playtime, which is infinitely worse than what we have currently, because then you're not only uh, having a ton of issues with uh, prizes and winnings and like uh, figuring out who's actually leading and all this stuff. It makes the event super unfun because all you're ever doing is min-maxing your slash playtime. So when you have a decision to make, you, you log, log out. out. <laughs> you think about it, you plan it out, and then yeah, you yeah. log in, shh, shh, do everything quickly, <gasps> log out, right? Like, do you really <laughs> want that to be like the gameplay? And then if you do it for an amount where it's like, oh, it's a certain amount, but not like too much or maybe not too little, let's say eight hours of playtime so the no-lifers can still play. You know what the no-lifer is going to do? Three it's times. going to make two fucking yeah. accounts and then play that for 16 hours. Like, dog. I mean, when when these things come up, I always, I always thought the best case for that sort of stuff is it's just about making sure that you have a mix of events where you have some like shorter, more like blampty style ones um where it's like the event runs for four hours that's it whoever gets the best gets the best you have a mix of those and you have more of the grindier ones and then it like appeals to different kind of players i do think it would be interesting for them just to do one slash played event but the problem with a slash played event is yeah you have the logout problem and also it has to be forced ssf because otherwise you have the situation as well of like you get the trade groups and then you mule it onto a random account that's being boosted through everything because then they like sap the boss. Um, yeah. yeah. But I think it would be interesting to explore different options, not necessarily because I think it'd be better, but just because it's just interesting when they do new things. And we're all most interested in the Atlas Invasion event because it is the most different of all the events. And I think that has something to say for it. There were definitely a lot of sensible people because like, as much as I talked about how like so many people were just like, I hope streamers die. Uh, <laughs> there were a lot of people that simply argued for the sake of like improving it, even if they didn't care personally. And I really appreciate that because I'm one of those people that, you know, I'm fucking old now. <laughs> I, I am not the way that I used to be where I'm going to play for 40 hours straight. And I would like to, but it literally kills me. So to have that be a lot more under control would be very cool. But also the way that that gets brought up, I think the types of events that are happening nowadays really help that out because you can't play the gauntlet and be like half asleep. Like that's mm -hmm. just like the eat up situation where he falls asleep and dies to a crab. That shit's never going to happen to the gauntlet because... You have to pay attention. You have to know what you're doing. And you're going to be sleeping, right? And also the post was so disingenuous because it was about how supposedly Lighty was talking about how uh, he's only going to sleep once. And the person made it seem like as if he's going to sleep once in a 10-day <laughs> event. But it, it was meant for like a 30, 40-hour stretch, right? Yeah. So 
you play for 20 hours, then you sleep for fucking eight, and then you play for another 20 or whatever. Which, you know, I don't think that's particularly crazy, you know? I keep getting these people in my chat when I'm streaming for eight hours, and they go, oh my god, go to sleep. Well, you look so tight. Like, dude, I've been barely up. You go to bed after eight hours of being awake? Like, come on. Well, you're old, right? You need your naps. I am old. Get That's the problem. I am old. I'm not getting old. I was getting old a while before. No, you know? you're I getting old. old you're not old yet. I'm old. I mean, you would know old, really, <laughs> but I'm old too. <laughs> he was trying think, to be nice and just real... threw that shit back in his face. I, 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 think I like I being know old. What I'm talking about, Rise, on this one. <laughs> Let's get real an, here. You're an expert. True. I think. I think. Um, I think this. I think the whole conversation as well, in terms of like restructuring the thing is and i think if people don't realize it the racing community has been talking about this for quite a while not because the racing community has been that unhappy i think but more because we want to attract more people to what mm. we enjoy sure and i think people don't realize that it's like these conversations has also been, often been brought up by us in an attempt to figure out a way to bring in more mm. I mean, I think the something like Gauntlet, which has the really wide scope of trying to get players to accomplish all of the big endgame things in the most punishing environment you can possibly think of, is just never going to fit into that shape. Like, it it's the the very concept of the event doesn't really work if you can only play Path of Exile a couple hours a day. I don't I don't know. Like, it's just not the game that Path of Exile is. But what Targi mm -hmm. suggested earlier with little things like Blamped or, you know, 20 or Exiles in every zone or Headhunter in every zone or whatever, those kinds of concepts can work much better for a four or five hour race that you could knock out in an afternoon on a weekend that you have off. I just don't think that the fundamental idea of what Gauntlet is supposed to be really works with that. Like, it's supposed to be this long-term endurance event where you're you know, putting together a character to handle the most difficult, challenging endgame pieces of content that Path of Exile has. How do you do that in a short amount of time? You you need to change what Path of Exile is. I mean, I think that's where stuff like BPL really shines. I think more events in like the BPL format, but maybe where the teams are a bit smaller. Um, so it's like teams like 20 or 50 and it's more organized. Sure. I think it's perfect that because it's something that I've I've actually thought about a fair amount. Because, like, back in, like, beta, like, eight, nine years ago, I used to do a little bit of team racing, and we were never great, but I had, like, a few top 15 finishes or a few, like, top 50 finishes that I felt really good about. And I, I am, like Rise, I am getting older, and I can't do that anymore. Like, I need my sleep, and whenever there's, like, even just a league start, and I go a bit, ugh, I'm like, ugh, I can't do this anymore. And I felt like, oh, what would be the perfect thing for me? And realistically, if I want that, like, race mentality again, it's something like a BPL where I can kind of support in my own way and I can be like focusing more on trading stuff or setting up other people. And I think more focus on that style of event and working out how GGG could set up more like team blast kind of scenarios. I think that's a great way that you can then appeal to, oh, I can only play for like 10 hours over a whole week, you know? No, it's terrible. No? Well, how come? Okay. <laughs> I disagree with Octavian so much because those events take genuine skill. Unfortunately, like the shorter the event, oh, the yeah, more not... skill it's going to take. And the I... problem is that these people who, I, I know that you're not saying this, but these people who present these arguments are very often like, 
they won't participate in that because at that point they either don't participate because it's not interesting or I have some other excuse or uh, I could do it, but Path of Exile isn't about skill. It's about knowledge, but I totally could hold my beer. Like it becomes more and more like that. There's no satisfying these people. And as much as, you know, I welcome all sorts of opinions about the subject, unless you're actually playing or looking to play or have an opportunity to play and do it, so many of these opinions are like Omega misguided to me. I don't, it just happens over and over and it really, I mean, it bothers me. A hundred percent. Somebody who can run a 20 mile marathon is probably going to beat me in a sprint as well. Cause I don't run very much and I'm pretty bad at that, but yep. I can at least finish a sprint, you know, so I can, I can feel like I participated in the thing. And I think that's a pretty big deal for getting people into these events. Like, I, a lot I'd of... love to think that way, but like it just, listen, I've been around these events for such a long time and it's always the same thing that when people have an opportunity to do these shorter races where they can partake in this event and can like contribute and can have the satisfaction of making it to the finish line, they don't like they just don't they just don't they're not okay, sure they, I, I they only you. care about winning and they can't win it's I impossible ag- for them to win i agree with you it. there is a subsection of people that won't be happy regardless but why should we try to make those people happy if they won't be we should pay attention to the people who can be made happy that would probably be made happy by small form events like blamps and shit like that like the, i don't i don't believe I you that the majority of people who want these things are just posturing basically i don't believe you um i I, I believe you there are some but i don't believe it's the majority i mean if you look at the participation numbers of gauntlet i think it tells the whole story that people are not just looking to win they're looking to participate and try out something new and a lot of people enjoy the endeavor into the hardcore environment and pushing goals we're talking about short races though sorry can i can i quickly interject i completely agree with noogie but this conversation has reminded me of something Niggy, you are scum, and I'm going to explain why. Because five years ago, when GGG still supported races, I was rank one occultist in my shitty little group, and you and Havoc and all your lot, you got your demis, you got your classes, and then you re-rolled occultist, and I was knocked (laughs) out of the top. I was pushed to rank six or like rank seven or something. And therefore, Niggy, you are an (laughs) evil human being. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that oh, was right. one thing that we used to be really lame about those is that you'd get it's people the, who would play on the random things and they'd be really happy and then all these little rank one kiddies would re-roll with a new class and ascendancy and just overtake and it's like no damn you <laughs> yeah, but you always hated knew that, that meta like... i hated that meta myself i did not i even like re-roll i was like are we really doing this? And it's like, everyone's doing it. It's like, I guess we're doing it because it's like the meta as like the way you race. How dumb is this? It was dumb back then and it's, it would be dumb now. And the thing, say, I still think like for, for Gauntlet, I'm like, oh, but if you just, if people are good enough to re-roll, they can just re, just shut the fuck up. They won already. <laughs> You know, number one is enough. You don't need to be number one, number one, right? Number one is enough. Shut the fuck up and take your whim. <laughs> it would kind of be like if, like, in boxing I'm or literally going to do that. They, in like, every they... event, I'm going to try to do that. <laughs> but it would be like if someone, like, they won, like, their class, 
And they're like, cool. And then they just like went down all the lower weight classes just to get rank one again. <laughs> and it's like, dude, we get it. You're better. Like, stop. <laughs> it's um, not about that. It's about how it's there and you they can keep yeah. playing, you know? Yeah. To me, anyway, I I love playing different classes. I don't even care about the overalls. I just want as many demis as possible. <laughs> Rise does like to reroll. <laughs> I love that shit. I don't know. I don't even care about any rank ones. In the last Delve event, okay, I got rank one, two, three, and four on four different classes. Okay, like do you I, do you like smurfing as well thing. in Dota? You I like hate smurfs? it. Oh, no. okay, then you're hypocrite. <laughs> no, but how does that make sense? It doesn't correlate. No, because of, of course, of course, someone like you would say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the class viability, okay? It's different because the classes have a different power threshold. You, you, you got to clickbait this episode on YouTube, Turkey. The most contentious bay quest yet. <laughs> Newbie it, said, "What? If I if I was someone who actually put effort in." The podcast was open with me angrily calling Noogie scum and him looking confused, <laughs> and then it goes into the episode. <laughs> uh, Damn it, Noogie checkmated me there. Yeah. But no, I, I completely killed the flow of the conversation. So, I think one thing which was interesting with the shorter event things, and you were saying, Noogie, with like, Gauntlet participation... The I'm just... Well, uh, yeah, well, so what I'm saying is that the mentality that everyone like that that what we're trying to do is to play you know play into these people who are never satisfied unless they win and it's like somehow a large majority of the vote like, i don't know like these i think both short and large event like uh, short and long events uh, create an opportunity if they're fun and in and their in their own right for people to enjoy themselves in a different way in poe and I think Gauntlet really shows this because you see the petition patient numbers go up and up and up and up, and they include more and more people from Softcore that come in to like have a different experience. Like there's so many people participating right now, which is also why it's like been taken under the GDG umbrella and being like a sanctioned event now. It's because the petition patient numbers are so huge, and it's not just because people think that they can win. It's because you know they just want to enjoy the experience of getting their butt kicked i wanted you know? to ask you guys because i don't know the numbers and like you obviously talk to ziz and stuff so you might have a better idea of this how do like the participate i guess you need to use percentages but roughly how do the numbers compare to talking way back in beta when people used to like watch crip race on templar and be like oh he got that time sick i want to try it because that's what originally got me into racing was watching <laughs> can, like the clean. I can explain it. It's uh, you know how the re reward curve goes like this. You know, as the GGG keeps giving you more and more free shit, yeah, the participation also goes like this. I don't think it has much to do with the reward or just playing for fun or getting your I ass kicked. Mean, it's, it's about the free shit, baby. You're that's such a cynic today, Rice. It's okay. <laughs> so the, the the free stuff is nice because it's like. It gives you something to aim for where you get a small win in a larger scale thing where there's the big winners and then there's the small winners that reach their goal. It's important to give people a way to go through an event and reach a goal, be it small or large. If you take away the, the, the smaller incremental goals that people can get to, then you have less people playing because why are they? what are they playing for? 
You need to give people something to play for. That doesn't mean like it's 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 not like how big are the rewards? I mean, there's a raffle. I mean, are you really playing that many hours a week for a raffle? Yeah. There, there, has, to be, there has to be another thing driving you, which is the fun of the event. You don't yeah. you don't have people just playing for anything like just for the boxes. You think it's fun until you play it and you realize I, I've, it's I've, not. I've heard so many people talk about it and they're they're looking forward to it. They're like, I okay, I sat for hours and hours in the BPL discords talking to people. We had long conversations mm -hmm. and there is so much like, there is so much enjoyment that I can hear. So many people are going into these things and they're looking forward to the next one. They don't talk about how they can get another fucking line of MTX. Who the fuck cares? I mean, it, it's different. There crowds. are no MTX for the BPL. I mean, there's there's different. I, I, there's different. It's two different groups because it, it's worth participating in the BPL as well. <laughs> it's it's worth keeping in mind, and I saw this point. So I think it was Carl who said this in chat, and I've seen this myself. It's just when I've like I've browsed Reddit stuff recently. The threads I'm seeing aren't like, oh, what builds are we playing in the event? It's what is the easiest build to get to this level so I can get my raffle? Um, and that's like a big thing. And obviously, like if you're someone who's played for as long as we have, and we've bought loads of supporter packs, you've got loads of MTX, and yeah, you're going to be playing more for fun. But if you're a free-to-play player, then definitely there's a huge incentive to be like, oh, I want to get some MTX, especially because, you know, Peewee looks like shit without MTX, you know? Sure. So I imagine for a large portion of people, especially like based on, I wouldn't be surprised depending on like... Uh, country of origin and like income and all that other stuff you're gonna get to see way more people spend, i don't want to spend ten dollars on the poe beta and i waited for the open beta okay and then i made five different accounts so i wouldn't have to buy stash tabs and i'd move items i would go to any lengths to get any shit for free and i never spend money on that game dumb game now i spent a lot by comparison but initially when i was free to play i wanted to keep it that way at all costs and that was back when you would get a lot of rewards for participating in events. You'd get sets and like a million different MTXs. Now it's kind of hard to get anything. So I think it definitely went up proportionally to the amount of rewards. But I think the BPL was a, a great argument for for what you were saying, Nogi. Because even though BPL is supposed to be kind of how many people are interested in participating in like these kind of events. Not obviously it's it's nice to have a carrot at the end it's nice to give something like you know that you're 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 participating for something as well right like i was talking about it's good to have goals and it's nice to be a, like a free-to-play player to have options and 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 i i i think target is completely right here that there are people who are really like looking forward to like getting an opportunity to, like to win something or are there guaranteed rewards within gauntlet i haven't really, i think you I get think a guaranteed uh, yeah. mystery box right level 50. Mm -hmm. yeah right and that's kind of cool, but I, I think the sentiment that there's a lot of people who just enjoy the style of event and look forward to the event itself. And then they take the, you know, they take all the rewards as a cherry on top, mm. right? It sweetens the deal, but it's also because people actively enjoy participating in this and this kind of like way of playing POE. I wonder how many, it would be great to have a statistic of how many people actively enjoy it versus how many people actually like try it. Because it's, you know, it's like how somebody buys a Dark Souls game and they think they're going to enjoy it because Dark Souls is such a good game and then they play it and they're fucking smashing their keyboard. 
I would imagine gauntlets like that on steroids. I mean, it's just not fair. The gauntlet's just not fair. If you're doing Weaver but for the first time... But, like, to be fair... You know, for it's some... fun for the first eight characters, yeah, sure. But, like, to be fair, for some people, you know, they might get to Katava and be like, oh, I beat Katava, and that's enough for them, right? Like, they don't have to do the whole gauntlet. Someone even just, like throwing the head into weaver as you say they might be like okay i've done that once i've done they might have really enjoyed that and as long as they got like something out of it then that's enough really it's it's hard to like with with stuff like that it's hard to say it's kind of like you know if you took a game like slay the spire or something if someone beat slay the spire once but they never bothered with ascension levels did they still have fun with the game or do you only have fun once you've done everything to the utmost degree you know it's like you get i'm sure you can relate to this rise People say, why don't you play the video game? Why are you fucking re-rolling? And you're like, because I'm having fun trying out new shit. You know? True. Um, so, you know, it just kind of depends. Yeah, but I think a big part of it also is the fact that it's the last month of the league, right? That's when the gauntlet's mm. happening. Mm. Like, who's really playing PoE two months into the league? Okay, Octavian, chill out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you asked the question. <laughs> I mean, I was playing until recently as well. The only reason why I stopped was because I can't take like breaks from PoE because when I take breaks, I lose my immersion. Yeah, and then like I, know the I lose invest into investment in my stash, and then I just want a fresh reset. But then fresh reset doesn't make sense because Gauntlet's happening. And it's like, damn it. That's that's exactly what happened. Play. That's exactly what happened to me. I had uh, a week of random IRL stuff, and I I, I lost my sense of self. I think in SSF, yep. it's, it's you especially need to be very invested in your SSF journey. So I'm like, oh, I'll do a fresh reset. So I did the fresh reset. And then I'm like, oh, I'm actually going to play some of the events. Oh, I guess I'll just stop playing them. I wasn't expecting yep. to play the events. Um, I was actually surprised I was interested in them. Actually, that's one thing I'm curious about. Um, we don't have like normal lives, so it doesn't affect us as much. But what do you think about the actual placement of the events? I've seen quite a lot of complaints that what a lot of people are saying are the most interesting being the Atlas Invasion and the Endless Delve starting just before Christmas and over New Year's when people are like, I can't fucking play them. Why did you put them there? Um, which kind of sucks. I hate it. <laughs> I don't even have a normal life, but December is always the time when, you know, I take to spend it with the family and all that stuff. Yeah. And if yeah. I have to choose between family and GGG, I'm sorry, man. It's, it's something of a casualty of the <laughs> release structure for Path of Exile. Where, like, I mean, they couldn't do it a month later because the new league's going to be launching, right? And a month earlier would have been too close to the start of the regular league. So where would they put it? They put it I now, mean, like, but, like, they could have put, for example, Endless Delve, because that's an event they've run before. Like, why are they putting these new events over these certain time periods? Oh, I, like, so just would... reordering the ones they're currently doing? Yeah, yeah. Because sure. yeah. um, it's like... I... Oh, go on. It may just be that that wasn't a thought that occurred yeah i, don't know. I can definitely I can like definitely it's a relatively that. minor detail of the order of which leagues happen when so um, i mean they just hate us you know the, mm. the endless delve position like when why doesn't endless highs happen on new year's huh christmas oh and then they should like redo all the chests to like christmas presents it's Aww. perfect that'd be cute Aww, that'd yes. be really cute I don't know if cutesy is the theme that they want to go for with Rayclast, though. To be fair, though, be fair. they <laughs> or don't they already nice. have like Santa Hat MTX and stuff? They could like the assets already exist. Throw a couple of snowmen in there, they could do it. I mean, um, come on, go with the go with the vibe. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like yeah. sometimes they don't 
they don't embellish themselves enough. They don't go with the vibe. They don't just make PUE like fun. <laughs> the thing is, Noogie's Ray class is a dark and brutal world. There is no fun. Now look at this neon clown MTX. And you, you, you have to be very scarce with it, obviously. But like they can, they, I don't know, they can lighten up the mood every now and then, just like a couple times a year. They lighten up the mood a little bit. Yeah, but they're doing this shit because they don't have time. Like, why would they put in effort? Like... <laughs> yeah, well, they, they put in some effort here, I imagine. Like, it's probably took a decent amount of effort to get Atlas Invasion to function. I don't know. I'm not a programmer. Can't be that much effort. Well, I think I think because of Metamorph, it probably isn't that. I mean, I don't yeah, know. Possibly but... Metamorph and Maven, because it's only yeah. the bosses Maven can witness. So it's probably some code reuse from Maven and Maven invitations. Yeah. Yeah, and those guys must have taken so much effort. Yeah, they took the crafting bench out and put Lily in. <laughs> I I am going to play Endless Heist, and I'm going to have fun for like two days, and I'll show uh, you. Actually, I... speaking of... Okay. No, no, I, oh. I, I, you want to talk about Prophecy, but not yet. I'm, yeah. I'm in a, I like Heist, but I have no desire to do Endless Heist, because that's a really good way for me to not like Heist anymore. Heist always feels... Oh my god. I need to have a door counter. I'm gonna. I, I need to have like a click thing every time I go through a door. I, I, I don't. I really don't understand the endless. As someone Your who likes heist, I really don't understand clicker. the appeal of endless heist because that just seems like a really good way for people to burn out on a mechanic. I was joking about that shit, and they still did it. It's insane. You're not the only person. There was a guy in my chat when Gigi was like, oh, December Brent, he's like, Talk, are you ready for Endless Heist? I'm like, fuck off, they're not going to do that. And then I'm like, oh. <laughs> I was like, Endless Heist? Endless you know what they should do? Ultimatum. With Heist, they should actually never allow you to fully leave. It should, like, going in the first Heist and then getting out. Getting out should be getting into a new area with a vendor at the start. And you're in another heist immediately, so you actually never leave. It's an infinite amount of doors. Like a maybe you need to like you know. Then they should make it a maze, and you can get out of heist. Okay, no. How about this? So you know, in game shows where you've got like the real door and the fake door, just get rid of all the boxes. Just a series of doors, and you have to go through the animation to open the door. And 50% of the time, the door doesn't open, and you're like, oh, I got the wrong door. Then you walk over to the other one, and then you go through. I mean, that's kind of what I thought that they're going to do within this heist, to be honest, because the goal... So that was the thing, right? When I started talking about this, like, oh, in this heist, lol, 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 you know, obviously people were joking in the chat and everything. I was like, okay, but what would be... Let's take it seriously for a moment. What would be the goal? It can't be levels. Spoiler alert, it is. All you got to get is levels. But... I thought that they're going to do like something roguelite mm. if they were to do it, right? Where you have a selection or maybe something like Binding of Isaac where you go through like different rooms and then you select and then you lose your character and next time maybe you get a little bit deeper, right? And a little bit deeper and a little bit deeper and eventually you start reaching bosses and all this stuff. No, there aren't even bosses. You can't do the unique ones. You can't do the green ones. Like all of the fucking spice is gone. Like, I, 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 I Again, the rise, goal... I, is to fucking get levels. Is that the goal when you're going to heist, getting levels? Why have they never done okay. Endless Lab? <laughs> Honestly, oh, Endless Lab would be a way cooler than Endless Heist. 
That's the number one reason why I like the Endless Delve event, because I don't have to do lab. <laughs> it actually feels so good. I don't even mind lab, but my god, does getting your ascendancy points by default feel so good. It's by far the biggest, most pleasant last time. I, I find it kind of funny, Rice, that you're like, I expected it to be a roguelike, and you're you're like shutting down my idea of a little of a little snowman and a Christmas box. <laughs> no, no, no. I would love that. I think that would be great. I'm not shutting it down. It's just that I again it would require effort from them. Like I just yeah. don't think that they're willing to ever do something like that. I mean, I think they would be willing to do something like that. It's just that to me anyway, very clearly considering the state of Scourge. I thought that they're actually going to cut Scourge by a month. I thought they're going to release the new league possibly in December because their oh, schedule is is really it's really weird schedule. I know that that's like an extreme thought, but the fact that they're releasing their new league in January, that like the biggest league in December, it made sense and that was obviously the reason why they would do these huge leagues these expansion leagues in December, but now they're doing it in January. They went from doing it in the best month to doing it in the worst month, at mm -hmm. least from a financial point of view, as far as I'm concerned. So it's like, I thought that they're going to switch something up, but instead they're like, no, we're just going to do events. So I, I would love for them to do stuff, but... Go on, Nuggie. I actually think that it's... I think it's very comforting to see that they're sticking with their release schedule and that they're not trying to push for revenue in December. In the sure. way that you were talking, because like, what would that entail? It's like it would obviously it would with how things are running and how far they're behind, like that we can only assume. Like that would entail crunch. It would entail so many bad things for them working at GDG. And I, I think it's more important. I honestly think it's more important that if 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 they would want to get back to a December release, they would need to start pushing the leaks. You know, the other yep. way around, giving them a little bit more time you know, over the next year, maybe, to maybe get them back. Like, I it might so. take them one or two cycles to get back. And I, I think that will be sensible. So I'm, I'm kind of happy that they're not trying to extend themselves further when we just went through all this shit. I, yeah, I it would think be a disaster. what they should maybe look into doing, because I, I think they like the January thing, because it's from a work point of view, it means their staff get to have their December holidays, da 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 da. Because they always just have that issue. They do the big December league, the league would come out, and then half their staff fucks off, and then there's no support. Now, granted, if you just do the Scourge approach, if you just you release the launch and you fuck off, then it's fine, that works. But what I think they could, they could maybe do is stick with the January, but then they move their big release to happen in the summer. Because then that makes sense. Like, you know, if they're not going to have their biggest release being in December, then move it so your biggest release is happening in the summer. And then you can stick to your January cycle. But it, do it doesn't really make sense to have your biggest release in January. So, I don't know. I mean, yeah, if they don't care about money, it makes the most sense. But I, I think at the end of the day, they... I mean, I think they do. <laughs> to a certain extent, anyway. I don't think GGG is greedy by any means. I think they're one of the most fair companies when it comes to link milking their user base. Uh, let's just call it that way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the fact that it's happening in January is pretty pretty crazy to me. But then simultaneously, I I don't know if this is... I See, I haven't been a normal person in a while because I've been streaming for like, what, eight years now? But 
I always hear the feedback that like new league launches in December aren't good because that's when people have the least time because they're leaving for holidays because they're unable to play for these like long stretches of time. It, and, it depends I mean, when it, it comes out some. in December. If it comes out like towards the start of December, it's not that bad. But if it's like it would be like midway 15th, usually, then, yeah, then it's not great. Yeah, and that's what it would be right in the past. So that's why I well, I've always thought like summer makes the most sense because that seems like a fairly like safe spot but then you always have the issue of like oh when some people have their exams and you know it, it's difficult you know whatever way you did cut it isn't it pretty isn't it very common to like take time off in like january rather than like you it's isn't it easier for a lot of people to do that rather than in december where everyone wants it if i mean I, I don't know i haven't been a, again i haven't been a normal person for like i don't know i mean that would I be mean, the case for me not... i would I wouldn't play the like December if you're doing it if, if you're doing it for if you're doing it for like the purpose of taking some time off to play a video game. Four people you haven't held normal jobs for ten years discuss <laughs> when to take time off work. I don't remember like how. <laughs> I don't I mean... remember like when because I remember like back in school you would like you would often go like the end of January, early, early in the February, right? To like go on like a ski trip or something. I thought that was like kind of common, like in the, in the early months after February, I, I don't know. It's coming over here. I mean, for me, that would be the hardest decision of my year every time, because I wouldn't actually, I would play the start of the December leagues. And then a weekend I would fuck off for two, three weeks to spend time with my family. And I got to tell you, like, <laughs> and that's a hard thing to do as much as I was apologizing to my mom. So I'm pretty happy about the January mm -hmm. uh, like launches. And I hope in a way that they don't change it, even though it earns less money. But simultaneously, I just don't see how they could stick to it long term. I'm already surprised that they haven't changed it this year. This year. Have they spoke about it at all? Like nah. how it's been? Not specifically. Yeah. I, think... I, I really wonder. I wish that we could ask Chris like how that really affected yeah. them if it's better they're, maybe they prefer I, it i hope that they're just i hope really that what they're doing is they're trying to get a good work structure going again and get consistent releases and good releases and just i don't know push pue2 as them like I, I i'm just i'm hoping to see quality rather than you know most beneficial revenue you know conversions on pue launches you know the, lo mean, the long term is the most important thing to me the with, game. Even with what we've talked about with Scourge and them going a little silent on that front, like I do think that this uh, this patch or expansion or whatever you want to call it in 3.16 is a good step in that direction. It's a good sign for that sort of thing because they addressed a lot of longstanding problems and they have you know they they worked on the core game quite a bit and were willing yeah. to put out a league mechanic that honestly is a little underwhelming <laughs> alongside doing yeah. that. So I think that's a, a good sign for the long-term health of the game. We'll see if that trend continues. You know what's also very good for the long-term health of the game? Mm. Money. Like, <laughs> making money, that's, like, really good for making games more and better. On on the money thing, I, we've spoken about, me and Nigga sick as well, but I think the most disappointing thing on the money thing was when we last had Chris on, I was grilling Chris about loot boxes, and he's like, we'll get rid of them when legislation happens, but it's like too much of our money to work out about it. 
Niggy's like, have you got any contingency plans? And Chris is like, mm-hmm. that was a fucking, <laughs> that was a, wait, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, that was spooky, but I don't know. I mean, I just assumed that he like wasn't willing to talk about it, but then saying I don't know on any it's... podcast or like public appearance True. ever is True. genuinely considered like a giant mistake. Like, oh, he's being honest. The question, him. You know, it's like, you can't not ask it after being like, we know that it's wrong. Well, then what? Yeah. But um, anyway, to get off this, because, you know, we could circle jerk for hours sure. about when is the best time of year. Getting back into the actual um, event discussion. We'll start off with Delve, because that's, you know, just happening in like two days or something. Has anyone got any builds planned out for any advice for any would-be beginner races in the chat? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, They're fucking go, competition. Go they can burn. Go where the, <laughs> go the, the co- like the fossils can take you. You know, I uh, can can CI work. I feel like CI could be pretty good if you can get it rolling. Like you start out with some hybrid build, and then you can, you know, you get the eye level gear down there. That's not too hard, mm-hmm. and uh, it takes care of all the chaos degen. And I don't know if you're good at crafting. How did, how did Pantheon work? In There's itself? Pantheon. I can't remember. No Pantheon? Nope. Fuck CI then. <laughs> no way. I, get, like, so. yeah, I mean, you'd have to play like a class that. Yeah, the burning has ground and prevention. Shot, right? and, yeah, it's to, pretty extreme. Oh, true. Gonna have to think about freeze immunity again. Ooh. No Pantheon's rough this patch. People always Purity of Elements Pantheon, is probably but... the hard carry. Purity yeah, of Elements I mean, is great. You gotta yep. do it. Oh, true. Um, shock no immunity is super bench. important in Delph. So get your res sorted out, get all your resistances and stuff. Uh, if I play it, I, again, it's mostly the Atlas Invasion one I'm hyped for. I think I'm just going to do something with Deadeye and something with Chain, because I've been meaning to do something with Chain for a while, and I feel like that would be good in Delve because it's lots of small walls. Yeah, you should do steel skills and delete your FPS. Reaper. Deadeye is actually very interesting in Delve because you have the wall chain. Mm-hmm. I think people don't, because if you don't know, the meta around Delve, especially in softcore for a long time, has been play a Deadeye with Icicle Mine, EK, I Shot. I don't know if there's a couple more. I think there's a couple more that people really gravitate towards. But like that's been like a very meta thing. It's mm. because of how the whole interaction between walls and like it it just feeds on itself so much if you just spam you can never not get all the wall collisions into the chaining into the right guy it's really cool i could see eye of winter dead eye being really good um i'm probably just gonna do something because you get like a don't you start with a stupid unique bow i'm probably just gonna try and force something bows like ellie hill i don't know Hmm. just for the sake i'll do it if it's fun i'll keep playing if not i'll stop playing after like two days i feel like that's how most people are going to approach endless delve is like play it for two days if it's cool keep playing if not i played it for two days that was my number one thing for delve i really so i was very surprised that at the first delve event that it's going to be as long as it was i think it ended up being like seven days or maybe even 10 days i was very surprised i thought it's not going to make sense to keep playing but oddly enough, I found myself to be one of the people that actually played it all the way through. And the reason for that was because as much as 
Uh, yes, the lack of a stash is really fucking, or the lack of a bench, excuse me, is really fucking annoying. It's really frustrating. Eventually, if you're playing multiple characters, or even two, like, alongside each other, oh my god, it started making so much more sense, because it was so difficult for me to find items, and now Delph is a lot more rewarding, but mm. it, I just couldn't find any items that were, like, meaningful for my character. But when I was playing two characters, I'd find like items that were meant for the other one, and that made a lot more sense for me. So, I mean, I hate to say it, but as far as my advice goes, no lifing is the way. Or maybe not necessarily no lifing, but kind of like splitting yourself across uh, maybe two different goals. I could see, I could see um, corrupting fever glad, for instance, work really well as well. Sure. Yeah. I mean. The, the corpse explosions from that, of course, removal, right? So that cleans mm -hmm. up the icicle spikes. Mm -hmm. And you run purity uh, elements. You get anything with axe mastery, because fucking axe mastery is yep. stupid. Yeah. Yep. Get that Flash are very powerful in Delve. People, uh, I, I'm not sure if people realize, but you can you can make a lot work with having permaflask. Because it's like, they're always monsters to kill. It's not like... Uh, obviously, there will be an occasional boss fight. I think... One thing you can do, like if you're a very competent one, uh, going, you could sort of build around someone who uses or can potentially use four big auras and go for an all amulet. <laughs> you know, if you're going big boy, I just, just for the people who want to take it a little further, I think that could uh, really propel them. Because I think the all amulet is probably one of the most, like the, the, the highest mm. potential rewards of Delve in the current meta. Okay, Where so just to quickly goals? summarize, sorry, Rice, this is very important. If you're planning on doing the event, you need to run four auras, go no life, play multiple characters, and use period of elements. No. Four auras, four, four characters, and Dang. four all amulets. Easy. A couple, of, a couple of changes to Delve's mechanic that are worth noting that are pretty interesting and have, have solid ramifications for the uh, Delve event. You can drop cluster jewels from jewelry boxes and jewelry nodes now sometimes. And you can get things like plus one curse fractured on a chess piece or 10% conversion fractured on a ring or flammability fractured on a ring. Those will just drop from the fire nodes or the curse nodes now. They're neat. Will um, I... Trickster be any good with the new not take damage node? Yeah. Uh, maybe. No. Um, All right. <laughs> I'm not sold, but I believe in you, Turkey. I'm not. Do you guys that. know how early all can spawn now? Because I don't even. It's I don't even know. Pretty early. From oh another oh but okay the, big not, question. There's not any cost, right? You can keep running the all, right? Like there's no yeah. you can. So yeah. wanna I I wanna like so for the people who wanna kill all by the way. Um, once you learn the mechanics, you can kind of infinitely handle an all. Like you don't need that much DPS. So I I ran I ran carries uh, in the BPL, not this one, but the last one, and that meant so my character was not set up for it. But I was doing like what was it, eight hundred depth with two player health. That means double health, and these fights were taking forever. And since Soul fight is not a thing. As long as you don't fail the running in between the pillar mechanic, he never never really gets 
dangerous as long as as long as you can survive his like his melee attack without dying he doesn't really have that many like dangerous things happening he, he's very predictable so it's a very fun fight to learn and just anytime you fail that mechanic log out try again dynamite to make it safe that's something and use dynamite dynamite, dynamite does is very damage. important yeah dynamite's kind of everything on a certain floor yeah. i found in the last dope event Okay, other question then. In chat, just briefly, they're saying they saw it around eye uh, level 82, I level 83, so it's like depth 130-ish. Okay. That's I, I, like people, I, I, was, I was shown some uh, a few people's uh, delve, um, what's it called, uh, layouts or whatever, um, in preparation for the this BPL, and there was people who were like sitting at like three, 400, and there was just... There are cities everywhere. Like every like screen, there are cities. Mm. So it's 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 fairly like at that level, it's it seems fairly good to find bosses. What was your question, Riz? Yeah. Have you guys heard about how you can get timeless jewels to drop outside of the conflict? Some people were saying that they were found timeless jewels. Uh, off of just like a general the boss. Yeah, they can just drop a very, very low chance. Yeah. So but you can also get a, a timeless jewel. Yeah, because I've never seen that, but I've heard people I've mention never it. Seen so it you can get I, yeah, pretty sure I've had a Karubi jewel drop off a general before. It yeah, they can drop off generals. And there are Legion nodes and they theoretically could have a general. But I think <laughs> you're more goal. likely to get one from like a void <laughs> card that you get from div cards from stack decks or something that happened to drop like no. Like I'm in theory, yes. Down. In theory. Okay. Our ref it is then. Thank you, Octavian. You're welcome. Just play enough, right? <laughs> oh yeah, there's no one to turn div cards into. Unless they're putting No, Lily they they added Lily, yeah. right? Because that's the thing. Oh. Does she have the div card functionality? Yeah, oh. Lily has div cards and she has she sells gems and next league prophecy is bye bye. Lily is our so new div card that, and our gem lady. That's, that's coming this league. Lily getting div card functionality. I thought that yes. was coming next league. I think that already happened, no? Wait, Wasn't there like a patch for it or something? I saw somebody post a patch note, so I figured it's Did, either didn't coming. Didn't GGG literally just post this like an hour ago or something? Yeah, Lily, Lily has That's div cards. Next league, right? Yeah, the, the next league, she replaces the Prophecy Lady, but the, I thought yeah. the whole point was for this event, you can trade div cards with her. Oh, really? Yeah. That would be nice. If you can trade div cards, planning around obliteration is really big. Because they'd just flooded down there with obliteration cards in Delve. Well, Isn't then you would sure. do like, yeah, KB spell slinger glad would be pretty good or something. Double pops. Yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's like an easy way to have a good time in Delve is just to have, have obliteration one. It's for the events and next league. Yeah, chat confirmed it. I can read. Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah. Any more delve chat or event chat? I feel like we've kind of hit all of that. It's cool to see GGG step up. I hope for future stuff. They talk to people like Vyra. I mean, I don't know how much they did, but I hope that they just like. Because yeah, I I think the endless heist. It's probably meant to be an experiment, so it would have happened no matter what, but 
I think it's going to be mostly an experiment that isn't going to do as well as I think they're going to be hoping for, and they don't need to test it to know that. What do you guys think of uh, the delve duration? Like, so I remember, like, I didn't really participate in the last one. Um, I heard that it people were saying that it just dragged on for too long. This one's also going to like be quite a long one, right? With an a weird cutoff where another event starts. I actually like that the events are overlapping to some degree because it, I don't know, it, it allows it shortens, for more events. Yeah, it gives more events, which is good. I like that. But it also shortens the events for people like you and me who can play every single day and will probably be burned oh. out by the fifth day of the event without shortening, without actually hard cutting off the event and making it so that, you know, someone who can't play until the last couple of days of the Delve League doesn't get a chance to experience Endless Delve. So I don't know. I kind of see it as a win win. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I would rather I mean, there wasn't it? overlap because you also have the scenario that when the events are longer and there's overlap, there's more chance that if you have, for example, like a Christmas thing or a New Year event, you're more likely to be like, oh, well, what's the point of even playing? Because I miss one day and then that event starts. And I would rather they were shorter, personally, like five days. I think the overlap thing is kind of weird. Um, and I especially, as previously mentioned, I think it's weird the way they've put the most interesting events over Christmas and New Year, when we've got like endless heist and endless delve at ten days, I would, I would, yeah. Yep. I mean, to me, it's really weird because if they're rewarding demis and stuff, like what's important is that end result. If you're looking to be like place where be rewarded, and maybe that's not why people are playing these things. Maybe it is for the free stuff, but like. If I'm playing Endless Delve and I'm having a lot of fun, I want to keep playing, but Gauntlet's happening, I'm going to play Gauntlet. So you, probably I'm going to be surpassed by somebody else who's like, fuck Gauntlet, I want more Endless Delve. And that kind of feels bad because you're having to give up, like essentially. You just have to say like, yeah, okay, I guess I'm done then. All of it was for nothing. I wasted my time. Urgh. I hate playing video games and all that, you know? The classic, the usual. I mean, that's like the standard gamer mentality, you know? So Pretty much, yes. Um, Literally, gamers, all they ever do is waste their time, but also they're super mad whenever any of their time is wasted ever. Like, dude, that's all you do. Um, I have some random indie games I would like to finish on. I don't know if anyone else has any other random games they've been playing they'd like to give a little plug, because I think it's fun to be like, yay, video games on our video game podcast. I, the only uh, other game I've been playing is certainly not a little indie game. What, is it Minecraft again? No, I picked up Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh! I somehow avoided spoilers for the game up until now. Aside from, you know, it's about cowboys who do some shooting, rooting, and tooting. How far into it are you? Uh, I've played for like 10 hours. It's, it's I'm at the point where we head down south, which is like a 30-minute horse ride away from not being down south. The map's a little weird, but the game's fun. Have you had the fun bug yet where you have your weapon loadout, you get on the horse, you get off the horse, and your loadout is different? Mm, I didn't realize that was a bug. I thought it was supposed to be like this immersive feature where when you get on the horse, you put your weapons away, and then you got to take them back off when you get off the horse. <laughs> Just like how the horse, you know, poops on schedule and how you have to shave your own beard and... All that sort of stuff. It, it, I, I've had this conversation with a few GGG devs. I think Red Dead Redemption 2 is the best worst game I've ever played. Um, there are so many things about it which are like really cool. 
and then so much of it is just like fucking hell go away the the loadout thing is really obnoxious the fact that you like you loot everyone in real time so if you want to like loot a body you've got to like pick the fucking body rummage through the pockets take like 10 seconds to get all the like everything is so arduous like you skin the animals when you hunt the animals so you have that appreciation okay. but then they fall off the but, horse and but like okay so you're talking about arduous realism but the skinning part in particular is not the most realistic thing when arthur morgan grabs a raccoon by its back feet does that in one smooth motion and everything comes off clean he's an expert <laughs> he's a god he's a goddamn magician <laughs> i agree with you tarki ggg devs would be expert on making the best worst games ever uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm glad you're having fun with it it's, it's an interesting game i'll be curious to see what your thoughts are on the end of it um because i without spoiling anything i had a lot of fun with that game but for me it was kind of like you know when you're playing a game and you're like, I really hope this ends now while I'm still having fun. Have you ever had that with like single player games or anything? Not yet. I'm I'm talking to an ARPG crowd, so you're like, what do you mean games ending? Single player <sighs> game? Hmm? Um, I, I've had that quite a few times where I'm playing like a story driven RPG and I'm like, this is really fun assuming this ends in the next five hours. And if it doesn't, this is this is dragging a bit, um, but yeah. Mm -hmm. But then you keep playing because you want to get the end. Yeah, you keep playing, and then you just hope that it ends at that point. Uh, yeah, Ubisoft games. You know, that's, a, that's a very common complaint with the Assassin's Creed series. But anyway, uh, Niggy or Rise, have you been playing other random games other than Lost Ark that you'd like to recommend to people in the holiday season? Played nope. badminton for the first time in ten years. Ooh, badminton? Yeah, badminton. Actually, like the. With in real life. In real life. Poggers, I did and that And I got Ciceran to do it with me. Great. Mm -hmm. Oh, was this too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. So that I can definitely recommend real life games. All the board games are fun. Board games are lot, yeah. Fun. Yeah. If you're talking about like free games and you're talking about RPGs, Play Disco Elysium if you haven't yet. Oh, with the voice acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the story. It's like it's where you just—it's a journey. You want to know how it ends, but you never want it to end. Do mm. you want to be this, uh, you know, disco cowboy on his journey forever? Damn. And once you once you realize what what the whole thing is all about, you never want it to end. Oh yeah, I I watched this one anime. Very it was cool super game. poggers. It was like super poggers anime, and I really enjoyed it. So I ended up playing the game too. And League of Legends oh, is great. No. I can recommend it. Oh no! <laughs> Actually, earn back I, now. Unironically, my girlfriend, I got. I'm like. She's like, what should I watch? I'm like, dude, you should watch Arcane. It's the best thing ever. Arcane's actually is actually super poggers. So good. It's choice. so good. And then she was like, yeah, should I try League of Legends? I like a game with a story. And I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> Do not. Alert, I, alert, uh, alert. Okay, I... Um, the other day I woke over because she's been sick, okay? So she had like nothing to do and she's like a workaholic. So it was driving her crazy. I walk into the room and I see she's on her laptop and she's like playing something. She's really focused. 
I look over, she's fucking playing Raid Shadow Legends. Oh. Unironically, oh, that actually no. happened. It was crazy. We need to stop her right now. When did this yeah. podcast become, become sponsored? Yeah, <laughs> I, I better be getting a check for this. Um, <laughs> That's crazy, but you use Code Rescue Team. Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, but that's how that's how because she's never played games, so that's how they get you, man. I'm shocked that okay, so it's even crazy. So I told her it's the type of game where you can't win unless you pay money, and she's like, okay, I'll stop playing then. And I didn't even go into details. That's all I had to say. And she's like, okay, yeah, I'm done. Next time I walk over, okay, this was after the League of Legends thing. I'm like, nah, you don't want to be playing MOBAs. I go there, she's playing Smite. <laughs> where, where the fuck is she finding these games? I don't even know. How do how the fuck do you find Smite in 2021? How does that happen? But she won't play Dota. I don't know. Let's pray for the best. I showed my dad Dota too, like seven years ago. He has like 8,000 hours. It's it's sick. He's a big fed nerd. I, I would get the girlfriend on auto battlers. I feel like auto battlers are a really See, good game. I was gonna ask you guys if she likes. She played Ori, and she really likes Ori. Like, mm. what's a game with a story that's like Ori and Hollow Knight? Is very... Hollow Knight, right? Because mm. that was the, the black and white guy. I was thinking, but I didn't know if it's actually. I thought there was kind of more roguelite, or is it? Uh... Celeste would be another really good one. No, oh, Celeste. It's, it's, I yeah. remember that one. It's pretty solidly like a platformer. It's it's sort of like a Metroidvania kind of style of platformer. Mm. I don't know. I haven't played Ori specifically, so I don't know if it fits in that genre. I, I have wow. to say, I love this guy in chat. He's like, fucking bald is gay. <laughs> like, fuck off. Yeah, I saw that too. I'm like, bald is gay. <laughs> Hell yeah, my man. Great game. But that's like, oh, you've, you've never played video games for? Let me give you this random CRPG from the 90s. Have fun. I mean, unfortunately, she's one of the victims of the, this, this laptop's great. It's got two graphics cards. She's... She's got that, you know, and it's like a Lenovo from fucking 17 years ago that when she bought it, it was blue screening already. And it's like, oh, fuck, this is this is not going to work. You know, what so, yeah, be it has to be potentially older. a really good shout. Something like RimWorld. Ooh, isn't that the sort of game that you lose your life to? Mm, yeah, See, that's the problem. Yeah. I want her to play video games. And have fun with it, but every now and then. So games like League, games games like RimWorld, like I feel like it will ruin her, you know? I mean, no, if you I, I honestly I feel like RimWorld is the perfect video game if you're like, okay, I'm dating someone, they kind of want to experiment with video games. Because with that they get to do the Sims thing. And like Sims is fucking like crack. That's good. But like with Sims, it's you're then spending like five thousand dollars because of the way they break up their stupid DLC. Whereas something like, you know. Rimworld, they they get they get invested in the narrative. They can dress things. Up. I I think something like that's be lit. I would say Battle Brothers because you know I'm into that you know punishing shit, but that's a bit too extreme. I think Rimworld. See, that's the thing. I I've I've been thinking about this, and I genuinely think that if I had a kid, I don't. Th I think I'd tell him to not play video games because I was thinking like, yeah, this shit. This shit's going to ruin your life. Because I, I kind of thought about her where she's got kind of a very similar personality to me. I'm like, dude, if I ever show her like a super addictive game, like if she ever were to get into a MOBA, it would ruin her life. I can actually give you a really good example of that. 
Um, I know someone recently and they were like, oh yeah, I used to play RuneScape. I'm like, dude, I never knew you used to play RuneScape. Like, yeah, I was obsessed with it in school. I don't play any games anymore though. I haven't got a computer. I wish I could. And I'm like, oh, you can play RuneScape on mobile. And then I'm like, ooh, what have I done? <laughs> yeah. Oh, what have oh, I done? No, <laughs> like, no maybe, I, maybe I've made a mistake here. Um, yeah. yeah. If you want a uh, single player story driven game that would probably run in an older machine, Bastion is great. Mm. One of the oh, best yeah. games of all music. time, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Hades probably That's isn't cool. that demanding from a tech point of view. It'd be I, a bit difficult, but sure. I, I, feel like, I feel like roguelikes are a really good like beginner thing because you get that slow progression system. Sure. I've been playing um Despot's game, which is I was playing a little bit of it uh before Baycast today, which is a really cool little auto battler. It's very cute, it's got a nice little art style. I think auto battlers are great because it's one of those things of you don't have that issue of like how do I play? Um, and you get that slow progression thing and you kind of, you get the time to take things in. I think one of the biggest issues when I've tried to like introduce like my exes into video games and stuff is they're like, they're trying to get into the idea and then they just get randomly blown up and then within a frame and they're like, mm. whereas when you can see what's happening, that's why I think stuff like RimWorld is a good shout as well. Cause you can kind of see it. Oh, she's, she's pretty good. I gotta say she got through, she, <laughs> so when we started dating, she, uh, she was like, oh, I played PoE. Like, uh, you know, around the start of our relationship. She's like, oh, yeah, I had some time. I, I played PoE. She played through the entirety of the campaign of PoE in like 12 hours. And she's never played video games before. And she's just like, yeah, I, I picked up these like little monsters that were running around and stuff. And she just like got through. What about Darkest Dungeon? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, maybe Darkest <clears throat> Dungeon. She what? she really yeah I don't know it's like I've never read a novel before how about H.P. Lovecraft yeah she said that she played it's a little, little dark little flying dudes but to make it even better because I didn't know she didn't have a computer she did it on the Xbox oh, that's what? impressive I thought you were gonna say trackpad uh, yep. what's more impressive getting to maps on trackpad or on controller <laughs> controller is not that bad for Poe. It's just flask. Like when you realize that flasks are like important in PoE, that's when mm. console gets ruined for you. But until then, I feel like console PoE is actually pretty fucking fun. But eventually, you change your keybinds, and then that's fun. Unless you're playing on a PS One, then your game doesn't work. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a pretty big rager too that people are having right now about how the events aren't on, oh, on console. That's, oh, a, that's oh, a really yeah. good shout out. I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, it's it's a sad time. It's a it's a weird. I mean, I'm assuming that it's a decision, but they. I think somebody from GGG even said, or maybe it was in the FAQ. Something like, uh, no events are only on PC ever. As if, like, it's not going to happen, it hasn't happened before and it won't happen in the future. I That's a pretty extreme take. I think what might call, I don't know, this is just me speaking from, like, watching other devs from other studios talk about patching stuff. There's the there's a word for it that if you want to patch the console, you need to send it to get approved beforehand. There's, like, a screening process. I don't know if maybe the events would have that same thing. In which case it just wouldn't be feasible to yeah certification i don't know if you would have certification issues with events because you need like that month 
clearance, month, two month clearance to then, in which case, yeah, how are you meant to, I don't know. Mm. I, has, there, has there never been events on console before? I feel like there has been before there, hasn't there? I can't think of any. I mean, even the fact that leagues launch on console a week or two weeks later, even, it's pretty crazy. Apparently, pretty apparently sure. they did last year. Yeah, hmm, odd. Maybe it, I'm misquoting here about like when exactly. I can look it up. I'm pretty sure that it was in the FAQ. I I imagine it, that maybe it was from like running them in the past. They had issues with the certification. They're like, this was just too much aggro. We're right. not doing this again. I could very much see an issue come like that. Um, hmm. Events are PC only. Uh, so I guess it... I mean, they say events, as in like all events are PC only. But they could mean that these events in particular are PC Yeah, only. that doesn't necessarily... Mean, to me, that's just like these, not like all events forever and always. Yeah, that kind of what it sounded to me. But now that I read it again, it makes more sense that it's like that. Yeah. I don't think they're going to run events for console, though. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think it would be cool, because that's kind of like the perfect thing to do events on, in my eyes. But yeah. I'm surprised that people... Are you guys upset at all about the prophecy removal? Because we kind of like touched on it, but... Yeah, we didn't We didn't super talk on it. Um, There's like a that I'm kind of sad to see go. Yeah. Right? Like the oak? Like there were so many uniques that... Ephigon I was very surprised. Cool. Ephigon is, is really useful for like fire-based cast on crit on the left side of the tree. You're doing like inquis or one would want to be real spicy and do chieftain cast on crit. Fox's fortune mm -hmm. was kind of interesting. There was a couple yeah. in there. I mean, that got a big buff this league with the evasion changes. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't really... I guess fundamentally I don't really see the benefit of removing them. Because they have a solution to the uniques that they're keeping. They're just going to have them be added to the general drop pool of map, boss, map bosses. Like, Do you believe that that's a temporary solution? They said, like, <laughs> oh, we're going to change it. And I mean, whether, like, it's, ah. whether it's temporary or not, it is a solution that they're using. So, like, why yeah. are these ones going away? Why? What, what benefit does that serve? You know? I think the point was that, like the their base because they're removing the base items of many of these essentially and they're just mm -hmm. adding the prophecy ones into the core drop pool so for a lot of these like the oak for instance the shield like the base item is pretty useful or the namahu tiki it's the kari tiki or whatever it's called mm -hmm. that's like the level five and those are like useful but for low level characters Sure. And then I guess not enough people use the unique version for it to make sense for them. Same for the Fox Shade or whatever. I think it's people good level for, with Fox Shade, but then Uber Zeri being more more attractive. That's Fox. great. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah that's a. Cool but there's one, so yeah. many there's so many interesting uniques in Path of Exile that are like worth keeping even if they don't win a popularity contest. I don't know how many people use Disintegrator nowadays. That's maybe not a fair example because it's a boss unique, but like. There's a lot of powerful and interesting uniques that you can build around that are not particularly popular, but I don't think that means they should be going anywhere. Like They're cool. I mean, that's kind of the feedback that they receive over and over from the player base, no? That like the unique pool is very bloated and there's so many things that are just literally useless. 99% of the uniques are just alchemy orbs at the vendor. 
maybe they took that to heart and this is part of it yeah they are kind of on the whole like chase unique thing i could kind of see there being a, a willingness to like trim back some of the bloat especially since they're now I'm, adding a bunch so i guess i've just played path of exile for so long that i've become conditioned to the fact that the majority of uniques that drop are not really all that worthwhile so it doesn't really bother me that they aren't all that worthwhile anymore. I can certainly see why someone who's newer to Path of Exile and maybe a bit experienced in the RPG genre in general, seeing uniques, getting excited, and then being very disappointed when it's, you know, an Ephagon, or not an Ephagon, an Ignamon or whatever the unupgraded one is. But, like, yeah, personally, it doesn't bother me at all if most of the uniques that drop are garbage. Because at worst, I'll ignore them and take them off my filter or vendor them for some Alk and Alt Shards, and then that one time when I make a build that does use Ephagon and is a cool build, I kind of want it to be in the game so that I can take advantage of it. Like, I like having weird, obscure little things in the corners covered in cobwebs, basically. Like, yep. it, it's neat having those little corners of the game to explore, and I don't really think it hurts anything too much, personally. I think a lot of these sort of uniques, like grow in power with patches, and sometimes it's to the point where without a buff, they just start making sense. So, yeah. but simultaneously, you did call everybody a noob. Like, if your opinion, like you just said, you were players. <laughs> it's like, oh, if you have a different opinion on this, you're a noob. No, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. But I'm not saying that's the only other possible opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always surprised me. I'm fully with you on this. I think like trash uniques aren't an issue, but people always think that they're a big issue. But then I don't really see how other ARPGs don't do the same thing. So I don't even know where they're getting this mentality from. Like, do, are there other games where uniques aren't trash or like legendary, legendary items? Like you outscale them, I guess, but then it does make them trash, but then they were useful at a certain point. I'm not sure. Were there bad uniques and stuff like Titan Quest? Not, not yeah. a game I've played. I, th I mean, all of them, <laughs> from what I remember. <laughs> uh, it was like a long time ago, but... I Sorry, I was playing some Titan Quest not that long ago, and I was always kind of excited when Uniques dropped. Uh, Lost Epoch. I mean, it is exciting. I feel like I feel like with P I feel like with a lot of ARPGs, there might be a situation of like a unique drop, since kind of like this is just a whatever item. But I think Pee Wee definitely has the most like whatever unique pool of an ARPG I've played. I'd sooner see some of them buffed then. Oh, obviously, I would, I would much more interesting. Them. I don't know. Like, it just, it does not sit well with me. Because these, so many of them are, are niche, but not unusable. Like, Fox Shade's unlucky damage effect is really cool. And Ephagon solving accuracy entirely for builds that can't really manage to otherwise is really cool like these are powerful effects they're just niche and that's fine that sort of thing should exist rise hinted at it earlier that like metas will shift over time and some of these things will come back into vogue like i remember there was a little bit when there were people pushing delve and doing some immunity builds with all the fizz taken as le effects where lightning coil was suddenly worth something again because there was a meta for deep delving that demanded a lot of lightning coils to be like double corrupted to get the right implicits. And like, that's awesome when an old school unique like that comes back into being worthwhile. I, I guess yeah, the, the argument, that... just 
I think the argument is from a point of view of, okay, would you rather take these 20 or however many they've cut and sit down with the team and take the pre-existing flavor and spin them up in something better, or would you rather they just made five new interesting uniques? Because it's probably much <sighs> easier from a design point of view to let them go wild and to have the baggage of the pre-existing idea. I just think it's a bit of a false dichotomy. I think you don't need to sit down and update 20 uniques in order to make five new uniques. I think the older ones can coexist with the new ones being designed in the game. But maybe maybe there's more bloat than I think there is. I just don't I I don't think it's a huge problem. I fundamentally disagree with that point. Like I just don't think it's a huge problem. I think maybe adding new cuz like even the old old uniques that are deemed completely useless nowadays maybe they're low levels or maybe they're kind of like temporary items like nikta's lantern and all this sort of stuff that it made sense at a certain point in the game i think it's only ever an issue when it's a new league and they're adding a unique that doesn't make sense and from the design of it it never will in the future that i can see being an issue but things becoming outdated that's naturally going to happen in a game like poe like it was useful before, now it's not anymore. And then hopefully it will be in the future, like in the case of Lightning Coil. But simultaneously, Lightning Coil at a certain point was the item to have. It was like the number one chess piece. So, but okay, let I, me let me put it from a different point of view. How would you feel if instead of uniques, they were saying we're trimming a bunch of like stupid div cards? Because you could argue the same thing. It's bloat for bloat's sake. Yes, certain div cards have fun flavor to them and they might have fun art or fun flavor text. But like, would you be upset if they were to get rid of some of the random trash div cards? It would upset me less because the things that they give would still be presumably available through other means in the mm -hmm. game. Yeah. So you're just deleting a path to a thing and not deleting the thing itself. But on the other side of the coin, I don't care about the trash div cards being in the game because I could just click two two things in my loot filter and hide them, and then they don't exist anymore for me. Like, like it's not a big problem. I just I just don't show the coming storm. You know, I just don't show reign of chaos. It's fine. And before anyone says anything, because chat, sorry, but people pay for this. I know people paying them. I was just using them as a, a comparison point. Um, I mean, people used to pay for unique items too. Yeah, for a very long time, and there was a lot of them streamers and stuff not um, as is has uniques in poe king yeah. congor you know big names it i didn't i didn't know for a long time that infractum was was not as unique but if you move around the letters it spells minecraft yeah um, he has like three different ones oh i didn't know that but i don't think any of us are sad about navali going away right that was no like clicking seek prophecy and all that Five for one, but what is the one? I, I'm not going to miss hearing that. I'm just happy that out of all the challenges that I've ever done, because I never do challenges, but the one time in one league that I did all of the challenges, got the monkey. I was Prophecy League and I got the monkey. And now my monkey is somehow going up in value, even though it had no value in the first place. I still feel good about you it. You sound like you're talking about NFTs, digital monkeys oh, going up oh. in value. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm rich. You know who I actually do feel bad for in all of this? Um, the poor, poor lab farmers are losing out on Twice Enchanted. 
Gift of the Goddess is going to oh, go up in value quite true. a bunch. I, I think twice enchanted going is actually kind of sucky. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of... I mean, just if... if There's workarounds. There's, there's loads of ways they could, like... Just make Blair better than... Yeah, they could. <laughs> they could. They so just I did. Mean... That's the thing. They just made yeah. it better, and now they're is it making it worse. No? Slightly, I guess. No rats. I guess, I guess no it, frogs. I guess it does. Mm -hmm. No ball ones. Like a normal, normal one. Oh yeah, is is Tempest in the game in any capacity anymore after this change? Incursion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Temples. Mm. Yeah. True. I think I think that's it. Then is there a Dell Tempest mm. shot? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm not going to be too sad to see that go either. I don't know. I mean, Tempests were purely upside, basically. They would just throw in a bunch of extra quant in your map. Oh, yeah. Is that not like a sextant or something which gives Tempest? Uh, not that I know of. There used to be, but I don't think it's in the game anymore. Okay. I'm just happy that they're finally pulling the trigger, honestly. Like, whatever league it could have been, even if it would have been, like, the one that I like the most, finally, after almost three years since ExoCon, when they started talking about removing leagues, they're removing a league, you know? Yeah, they did Parandus last league as well, now Prophecy, they're doing it. Finally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Parandus too. True, true, true. I already forgot about Parandus. <laughs> See, that's how fucking much I don't need it. Okay, this will be our final thing, then we'll we'll finish up here. Round table. You're cutting a league. What are you cutting? Noogie. Cutting a league? You're getting rid of the next one. Ooh. They're like, Chris texts you. He rings you up. It's two in the morning. Noogie, we need to kill one more league. Go. I had, I talked about this the other day. I was like, those, uh, fuck. He's I like, Noogie, no pressure, but I, my time is worth I a lot. To, and like, Chris Wilson. Hold on. I need to, I need to find the leagues first in PoE. League, because it's like uh, there's probably a league I forgot about, you know, and that's the league you just do, you just remove it. Rampage. Mm, that's the le delirium. <laughs> you piss everybody off, or simultaneously you fix your game. You got to go with the spicy one, delirium for sure. Everybody's mad, and whoever's not mad is the, the happiest. I, I have a, a, a sensible answer and a bullshitty answer. My sense. Too many... oh, Wait, my you get two? Too, too many of the league mechanics have so much collateral damage. You know, you get rid of delirium, you get rid of cluster jewels, you get rid of light, you get rid of oils and annoyance. Wait, why do you it's... get rid? Like, you don't get rid of it just because. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to come up with a solution to throw them into the game somewhere else. Or, I guess, keep them in the game where they are at their very reduced levels because, like, you don't get that many out of Delve or Heist. That's what they did with Synthesis. That's what they're doing with Prophecy, you know? They're keeping the yeah, good yeah, aspects of it and removing the bad ones. So I would okay, here is, assuming here they would Harvest. keep the good stuff. Harvest? I was going to say yeah, that was then, my sensible one. Damn you, Nicky. You ruined my joke. And then add, like, didn't actually make crafting good. But, but not as, like, it doesn't... Because I think... I don't know. I don't think Harvest as a league... I, I understand the crafting, and I, I very much like craft. 
one of my favorite leagues, like one of my long, like the leagues that I played the longest were, you know, leagues that had better crafting due to harvest. But I was always annoyed with harvest itself. You know, it's not because it's because of like, or in despite of harvest being how harvest is. It just provided Harv something. Harvest really lost its identity and also it's become this yeah. ugly necessity in the game for sure. Despite, yeah, fully agreeing. Like when Harvest was functioning the way that it was intended to initially or for even a while when they like reduced it up and nerfed it and reduced it. Uh, yeah, it made a lot of sense. Now, I don't know. I feel like it's only limiting them. Despite myself personally still finding it quite useful, realistically. I mean, it's still the best way to make shit, I guess. For the most part. Yeah. Especially now that you don't have to spend scours. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Scour buff. I'm surprised no one mentioned Torment, which really doesn't fucking add anything to value. Except for rip clips from the fucking Explodey Martyrs. It's the last thing, the Martyrs. It's like the last thing, and they haven't really... Because everything, all other DD has a form of animation. Martyrs, I mean, I guess it has an animation, but not really. Like, you can see the ghost, and you can see the green stuff, but then you're assuming that it's one of the 20 ghosts, and you just instantly blow up, and you're dead. Apparently, it's got, like, a weird mechanic, too, where if you dodge, you dodge against, like all of the explosions or if you the block you block all the explosions hmm. instead of hmm. like one so if you haven't taken damage from the first ghost you're not gonna take damage from oh. like any of the guys affected is what people were saying anyway yeah it's really weird hmm. but yeah from forgettable league mechanics for sure i mean fuck even talisman yeah. at this point i guess talisman can like, go War bands doesn't really do much except for being like a random map boss. But yeah, I mean war yeah. bands is pretty much gone. No. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking like when you me. say like when you say like remove a league, I I generally think about leagues that actually have some something to them. Of, yeah, yeah, things we actively engage with. Like you were engaging with prophecy. You are yeah. engaging with like bestiary abyss and all these oh fucking abyss can go whoa i don't know you guys I, you guys I, know what i love about this conversation how none of you fuckers said beyond but when i was like whoa they're removing beyond you guys were like yeah it makes sense it makes sense after we discussed this stuff i was thinking stuff. about it beyond no like, i don't really care if it goes no i no i can't I, believe that out of all the leagues at ExoCon, Chris was like, the one league that's going to go for sure, it's Beyond. What? All this other stuff can go. Beyond can stay. I think it's because they true. were just really unhappy with like the visuals of it. That's what Chris kind of harped on. That. He was he, just he saying, was saying he was they like, were gonna be like bandits, bandits but red. Yeah. Hmm. But like, no one fucking enjoys Abyss. I'm sorry. That league. Like glitches, but they're the a little glitches bit too are cool, but it's like point. you pop the abyss, it goes the wrong fucking way, and walking over it. You then get the one abyss that just goes around the whole map, and you're like, they did break it, it at a certain point. Like, yeah, they broke the targeting of the abysses, and then it feels like they never fixed it. Where sometimes it would just like do a circle around the entire map because it's trying to get around something. 
it's pretty brutal. Because that used to never happen in Abyss League. I don't remember that happening. And then at a certain point, it started, and it's mm. just fucking annoying. It's just I I I don't mind it too much. It's just when you get that random Abyss, which just doesn't know when to end, and you're just chasing it forever. And well. yeah, but like you don't even need the rewards from Abyss, even if you're on SSF. So for me, like, I'll usually thing. it's like. Well, for me, usually I'll like pop it and then the depths can only spawn on like the first one. Hmm. So if it starts, if it keeps going after the first opening, just I just it. leave it. Well, then that's yeah. Exactly, that's my whole point. It's just like... I like the abyss. I like the lich. Then the, I feel like it should just be the depth. The abyss depth? And you yeah. just enter and you, you have a lich every time? Yeah, yeah I, could, I could get with that. But I think they'd rather just remove the whole thing. Yeah, they could remove the whole thing, but it's just I just I always found it such a weird league mechanic where it's like you pop the thing, you chase it around for like a minute, then you either just get like a single jewel, or you maybe high roll into a cave, and then you have to roll to either get a bell or high 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 roll to get a boss, and half the boss table is trash, and it's just I don't know I always thought that was just such a weird, like it was a very GDG league, you know. I mean, Darkness and Thrones is OP. The yeah, that is boots true. are pretty cool. The gloves used to be super good. Now they're still kind of good. There's less mm. sources of like intimidate and whatnot. The chest piece is still super useful chest for certain setups. Helm is pretty only... dead now, isn't it? Yeah, Light Poacher was like the item. And it then was so they good. kept annihilating it. So, eh, eh, I don't know. I love Abyss, it turns out. Turns out, all along, I loved Abyss. Keep it forever, please. And on that Thank note, you. I'd like to thank everyone for watching Baycast. We'll maybe be back at some point. If not, we'll be back when Chris Wilson's next on. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> Goodbye forever. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye forever. <laughs> We'll be just gotta keep them, gotta keep them on their toes, you know. Yeah, we'll we'll, like we'll do is... one. We'll do another one. We'll definitely do one for three seventeen, um, for sure. But you know, well, for sure, yeah, for sure, for sure. sure. Yeah, there was no Chris Wilson this league. No, like not at all. And you even said that it it's probably gonna happen, and then it didn't. Hmm? Well, they said they told me it was gonna happen. You prematurely. I, I wasn't even the one who said it. Ziggy was the one who said it. Really? Yeah. I I never announced that shit because what I is that used... why you kicked him off the podcast? Yeah. I. It's not that Ziggy was like, dude. I've only played Age of Empire. Quickly chat. Make up some shit about how Ziggy ghosted him. Quickly chat. This could have been an Age of Empires podcast. I was all for Ziggy coming on and just talk about Age of Empires. So he's like, no, they want to hear about Poe. Little does he know, I am perfectly fine doing these podcasts and never talking about Poe. Wait, um, we could have not talked about Poe. Yeah, I mean, we had like we opened on Last Epoch. We then spent like fifteen minutes recommending random video games to Rise's girlfriend. True. True. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Limbo and Hollow Knight. I think. Yo, she should. She could play better. TFT if she's into auto battler. And, you know, the atmosphere I, of I Arcane. I feel like, yeah, because she wants the story, right? So I feel like... I mean, you can, like, you can very much, like, you see all the characters, you know? Like, whenever Jinx was like, oh, it's Jinx! Apparently, the yeah. um, new League of Legends RPG is really good. 
It's like a single player turn based RPG. I've only heard good things about it. What's it called? I, I don't know. This this the RP Ruined King. There you go. Ruined King. Wait, that's an it, it is a literal RPG or yeah, is it an a, ARPG? It's a turn based RPG. Oh, oh. turn based? Because I, I think I watched a little bit of GP playing it, but I didn't see any combat. Hmm. It's an RPG, not an ARPG. There's no action. Right? I know. Actionless video games. Oh my god, well. Do you guys ever play those? What the RPGs where you just kind of like you just walk around and yeah. do things, and there's never anything happening other than some random story progressing. Yeah, I think that's great. Poe. Um, I I haven't played it yet, but I bought Black Book, which came out in the last like month or two, and it's like a Slavic. You might appreciate it, Rise. It's like a. What's that supposed to mean? Fuck no, it, it's 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 a single. It's like a single wow. player, like fifteen hour long, um, Slavic RPG, kind of like The Witcher sort of thing, uh. but but just based purely on just like the folklore. And Is it like you're... a CRPG or like what kind of RPG? It's like turn based RPG, lots of dialogue, a little bit of card battling. It's very simple oh, combat. Okay. Um, that sounds cool. And you're like a random, like young farmer's girl sort of thing, just kind of like <laughs> helping out. I think you're meant to be like a witch in training, and you just like go to the village, and they're like, "Yo, we've got imps <laughs> fucking us up," and you're like, "I guess we help," you know? And they're mm. like, "Go do this thing," and you've got the little babushka, and you're like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll work it out," you know? It's it's a vibe, <laughs> you know? Okay. Here's a question, Tarky. Why do you play all these weird games? Why don't you, what do you? Why don't you play like some mainstream shit? Why don't you play Dota or League of Legends or something? Why do you always play these weird games? You're one of those guys that has like 300 games in Steam, right? Uh, but he also plays them. I actually Does do. Play them? Like, there are two two types of people. You know, there's the people who have 300 games on Steam, and then there's the people who have 300 games of. I steam have 139 them. games on Steam. I just flashed my Steam on thingy. I don't actually have that many. Um, Damn. but I it's play a them lot all. to me. I play them all. I will say it's kind of weird play actually playing them and not just buying them. Mm. That I I don't really understand that. Um, yeah. no, I what I used to do is I so I grew up with very typical like PlayStation Xbox playing like you know the Call of Duties or the Halos or whatever. Not very typical here, dude. Nobody had consoles here. But like, okay, but like for, for, you know, Western UK American audience, pretty like standard console thing, whatever. Mostly buying just random pre-owned games based on the box art. And then I got really into RuneScape and that was literally the only game I played. Like the only game I played. I didn't play anything else. Then I got into WoW. I only played WoW. Didn't play anything else for years and years and years and years and years. Then I got really into PoE, didn't play anything for years. And it's been in the last like three or four years that I've kind of been, it's as I've taken streaming less seriously and I've been less obsessed with like, oh, I must have numbers, I must do da da. That I've just been like, what's a fun video game? And then I, I look into, you know, indies, I see what people are recommending. And yeah, I, I would much rather support you know, three random dudes or like a random solo dev and give him like, you know, $5 for his video game and play it for 10, 15 hours and be like, oh, that was a unique experience. Then be like, oh, dude, do you want to play the latest Battle Royale? Because it's like, I've already played it. Like, 
I don't, I don't need I don't need to play brown shooty game eight thousand because so many just like brown sad but this is now the future and now all shooty games are future for 10 years and then they go back to world war ii shooters it's like i don't, I don't need to play that shit because i played it when i was like 12 you know what i mean so mm -hmm. yeah i mean you did describe them as interesting i don't know i i i, don't, I, I don't like, need a game to be interesting I, I i like it when a video game kind of has a reason to exist rather than just like okay we made we've made one Assassin's Creed. This is next year's Assassin's Creed. This is this year's Far Cry. Like I'm just not interested. It's like I played Far right. Cry one. I don't need to play Far Cry twelve because I've already played Far Cry. You know, uh, I don't need to play Assassin's Creed fifty two because I already played the first one. Um, yeah. What if you really like it though? I, really I mean, those like games. It, you know? Isn't it like Uncharted and Assassin's Creed that they just keep making new ones and people are like, it's the same thing or worse. Pretty much. God, that Assassin's Creed movie. I watched it the other day. Oh, that's Holy terrible. moly. What the fuck happened there? How could what? Pretty much, pretty much the opposite of what happened with Arcane. <laughs> Assassin's Creed does have some nice music, though. I, th I hear that the game is good, but I was playing Prototype when everybody was playing Assassin's Creed. The first, the first few were really good. The first few were good. But, um, yeah. Also, I think this is another thing which will answer your question, Raze. Less so now that there's like also battlers are really hot and like car games at the moment. I generally prefer video games which are more like planning based than like super twitchy. So even though like I used to play stuff like Halo and have fun with it, the main reason why I actually enjoyed Halo as a kid is it had a long time to kill, whereas most shooters have a very short time to kill. Um, so it's like mm. I play part of building now, so I I enjoy playing all the old RPGs, like CRPGs. I've been having a lot of fun with auto battlers, um, a lot of roguelikes. Um, Same but like, we're getting. Okay. No, no. I but was like, about to say we should. No, no, Tarky. Tarky goes ahead. I, I, I don't enjoy platformers. It's just it's it's not anything I've ever enjoyed. So stuff like even though I know that Celeste is an amazing game, it's just not my vibe. Go on, Octavian. I was just gonna say, say we're getting older without actually saying that we're getting older. <laughs> but I used to play that shit with. when I was young, though. Like my, I think my favorite game as a kid, it was like a Pokemon trading card game on the Game Boy. That shit was the fucking bomb. Okay, Octavian Pokemon. It was a really big franchise in the nineties. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I I saw some I saw some concerned parents about it. Yes. Yeah. Saying yeah. <laughs> their children were being taken in by the devil. And they were becoming Pidgeotto. That happened in Poland. Some kid jumped off the balcony, screaming that he's Pidgeotto. <laughs> oh, God. He died. Funny. And That's then they banned all cards from uh, our schools and stuff. It really sucked. Like Pokemon cards. It's the worst day of my life. Was it like Magic? I played that one. Yeah. Pokemon <laughs> cards were really cool. What a great game. And now people just use it for being millionaires. Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! has some good Game Boy games as well. Mega Man. But not the normal Mega Man game. But instead... Uh, ba Battle Network is what it was called. It was like a series of seven or maybe even eight games. Where they were... Mm. So I don't even know how to describe it. So you had like a grid that you would move around and it was really fast paced and the attacks that you would get would be cards. 
and then you would make a deck and then you would kind of like slot it into your your auto guy that might have been Mega Man or like other things. God, I fucking love those games. Played it so freaking much. It was like a good combination of a card game and also a fast-paced game. I know. When I was a kid, I was playing like CRPGs and stuff. So now I kind of like the fast-paced stuff more. Like I hate the speed of PoE, but then like the speed of Lost Ark, for instance, I fucking love that shit. Even though it's not speedy, but it's like speedy in a heavy way. I don't know, like meaningful. Yes. Pretty cool. I think like you need. Oh God, sorry. It's like, I mean, when you 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 make it so that there is balance between monster attack and your movement it becomes yep. meaningful what you do yep. but it's like hard to have in PvE for good reason like you want to have people able to kind of do what they want with their characters to either be fast or slow tanky or squishy and all that you know yeah it's interesting interesting what poe's become and how much the cuz i didn't i don't think ggg like i know i didn't realize like with what happened in the last patch, uh, not this patch, but like the patch before, yeah. how much the audience of Poe has shifted into this like, oh super, super speedy. Like I knew yeah. that it shifted, but man, it seemed like unanimous, almost that everybody wants this like new game, and GTG is really failing by giving them this old game now that their audience is fully shifted it was pretty, uh, you've, yeah. got, you've got to keep in mind rise we don't reflect the average player which is why you need to bring imperion and grimrow on uh to talk true. to chris wilson to reflect the average person playing poe true um, i'm just gonna play some dan builds so i can relate you know no, no, no. just some super relatable experiences no, no. I was going to say, though, because you were talking about you used to play older CRPGs, I think another reason why I play a lot of these weird games, you call them, right, is because I'm now not four, when I go back and play old games, I appreciate them a lot more. Whereas, like, back oh, then, sure. I would play them, and I'd just be like, oh, it's cool, because I'm like, it's a video game, but now I'll go back, and I'll be like, oh, it's like I got really into Titan Quest for a while. Mm-hmm. And so, I, so much of that I really appreciated. Because... It's so interesting that you say that. Oh, sorry. Continue. No, that was it. Said well, because... Because of that. Oh, because for me, I hated Titan Quest. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? I can play Diablo right now, and I'm I'm playing Titan Quest? This game sucks. But then I bought the Anniversary Edition or whatever, with like when the expansion came out for Titan Quest a couple years back. I really appreciated a lot of aspects of it, but I was also the kid that loved... Baldur's Gate 1, I mm-hmm. love that shit. And then I couldn't get into Baldur's Gate 2 because they changed the resolution of the game so I felt less immersed. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, fuck, dude, my character's so zoomed out. Like, mm. these guys just don't seem like characters to me anymore. Did you ever play the Dark Alliance games? Oh, yeah, for Where's sure. On good? my Game Boy and everything. Mm. Yeah, it was pretty fun. I want the resurgence of pool RTSs again. Hmm? If there's one thing I would love, it's just like good RTSs. Well, it's a new Age of Empires game, right? Yeah, Age of Empires 4. I've heard amazing things about it. Mm, I want Command and Conquer and those styles. Mm. I don't want. I don't want the the um, what do you call them? The age, like the 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 um. What 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 do you call when you, you go from, from like um, no no but from like one age to the next next age the iron the bronze age and like the very 
Um, I know what you mean. I don't. You like the Star Wars ones? Age of Empire style games. Like the history is like the history RTS style games. You know where they follow mm. they follow the 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 eras. I want like space and tanks and command and conquer and Starcraft. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those kind of RTSs. Like a Warhammer 20k RTS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warhammer. Oh, yeah. There the was 20K. a new one that came out. Bro, the there was like Warhammer 20k uh, or four. No, what four thousand forty forty thousand? Uh, ah, yeah, that was, was that was actually one. that was a good one. Oh my god! Also, I love turn-based games. Yeah, those were nice. I really liked 40k as well. Command and Conquer. Yeah. You can play the new Command and Conquer. It's a mobile. It's very pop champ, dude. I hear great things about it. I think that came out a couple of years back. Happy about the um, the rework of Command and Conquer, the one that was recently out. Oh, recently? Just, yeah. I just remember the Total Biscuit video when they announced like oh. Command and Conquer Mobile, and he was just fucking losing his Bro, shit. shit all over that whole <laughs> franchise. I cannot believe it. And the browser game and the weird <laughs> FPS. I played all of it. I was so disappointed every time. Generals was like, all right, but I want I want to go back. I wanna I wanna see. I don't know. I want I want like Dennis Villeneuve to come in and do a movie with Kane and all those guys for Command and Conquer and oh that's what I want. Yeah, that's like, like 20, 20 year old stuff now. <laughs> it's been like 20 years. Yeah, I'd be the quite. Man and Conquer was so cool. Yeah. I'd be quite curious to see a resurgence of because these games still exist now, but they're all procedurally generated roguelikes. But stuff like Bard's Tale, or like more stuff like Legend of Grimrock, I feel like that's something where you could put an interesting modern spin on it, but not just be another roguelike procedural. And I like roguelike procedural, but I feel like dungeon crawling has kind of lost its meaning. It's just like a tag people just throw and get. It's kind of like ARPG. People are like, oh, have you checked out this new dungeon crawler? And it's like, this is not a fucking dungeon crawler, dude. I don't know. I don't even know what those games are. I need I need XCOM to blow up and revitalize Chris in his pursuit for a an XCOM style game. And so once we're like after PE2, he will go and make a new game that is going to be an XCOM style game. That's what I want. You were really into XCOM. I remember you well, playing I love XCOM. It's my it's it's my favorite game that I hate. <laughs> you should definitely play Battle Brothers, man. Also, War Tales, I, I may as well fucking shout it out. They sh they shot me a key. I haven't played it yet. It went into early access literally today, and it's kind of like a it's like a mix of Battle Brothers and kind of like a Mountain Blade sort of a vibe. There's also um, Darkest Dungeon Two, which I've heard I'm mixed surprised. things about because that's got mixed. Worse. Yeah, a lot of like old school. Darkest Dungeon players don't like that it's gone like to slay the spirey. They think it the, oh, like oh. it's shifted too much. Some people are like, oh, it's just better, but yeah, a lot of like die die hard Darkest Dungeon players are like, nah. I'm I mean, surprised like, that Darkest Dungeon was a very cool setup, like yeah, the way it originally game. played. So if they made it more roguelike, I would kind of be a little upset if it's just like, I like that it wasn't just you know like a 
you crawl upwards all the time that it's like i don't know the, the slight intuitiveness of it i really liked about Darkest so again keep in mind i haven't played darkest dungeon 2 yet i've just watched a fair bit of coverage okay. of it you you no longer have like a manner that you're managing so all of that right. is gone instead now it's more kind of like a slay the spa sort of thing and when you go on a run you need to manage the relationships of your crew so it's kind of like they'll build up resentments or trust with the people they're partying with um so you still have the stress and everything but it's kind of like Oh, I'm stressed, and also you fucked up that last time, so I hate you. You're a prick, and then it's kind of like, so you're trying to like keep everyone kind of like we're a strong adventuring gang. Um, yeah, it's, it's like betrayal. It's hmm. got um, Ash. Okay, again, Octavian, I apologize for this. So Pokemon was a franchise in the '90s, and Ash Ketchum, he was the main guy, and he had this Pokemon. It's called Charizard. It's like a big lizard thing. Yes, and Charizard, all about the fire no, dragon. no, it's fine, Octavian, it's fine. So Charizard, sometimes he was a bit rebellious, and he wouldn't always do what Ash wanted him to do. Sort of that, but Darkest Dungeon. This is factual. Yeah. So, like, if Charizard got really depressed and spiraled into a cycle of self harm. Yeah, but there's just and his group is only Charizards uh -huh. with different haircuts. <laughs> To be fair, it definitely fits the theme of Darkest Dungeon. Yeah. I was surprised that there were more elements of characters not liking being around other characters. It kind of was like that, but only lore-wise from what I remember. Just thinking about that sounds like a, a, a management nightmare because it com gets very complex and complicated, right? It's like, this guy can't poop with that yeah. guy, but I need him in my main crew. I could totally see how I could just get annoyed with a mechanic like that if it's not well done. Yeah. But when you said mana, I don't remember a mana like the the torch levels or No, I didn't say uh, mana. I thought you, what did you say? Didn't you say Oh mana? like mana not as in like M A N A but M A double N Oh in your manner. Yeah, yeah. Uh oh called it mana. Yes, sorry, English. Wait, you say mana? Mana is in like the resource that you spend. I spend mana to cast a spell, and you could yeah. say I live in a manor if you had a lot of. I money. heard manor. Maybe it's because I'm in the UK now. I can understand. Manor. There's a soft R on the end of it. Yeah, but manor. is there an R? Are you saying the R? Manor. There's the R versus mana, which is an A. Okay, there's no R then. <laughs> mana. Like, watch your manners has an R in it. Mana. It's right on the. It's right on the. Yeah, but you're not subtle. saying the R. It's subtle. It's there. It's subtle. No, it's. It's very. It's very silent. I don't know. For me, it's like I can. I can. It's. I. I wasn't even. I hear it in my head. Like it's. If I were it's to a very say British thing. Manner. It's like we don't manner? say our T's, but you can sort of hear yeah. them if you think hard enough. Don't justify him, Doogie. What? No, I actually, if, if the world turned into British English, I would prefer it. I think really? it sounds, I, yeah. I'd miss the Boston accents I grew up around. I'm okay yeah. with Boston. I like the Boston accent. It's very cool. Generic American accent, I think, is very boring. Mm. How does it need to be interesting? I'm confused. It's just a means of communication, no? Mm. Yeah. 
Language is a beautiful Solid thing, argument. Right? <laughs> Although, actually, this is something for anyone who wants to... If you want to ever fuck with British people, have a language with a rolled R. We cannot roll R's for shit. Oh, I hate rolled R's. They're the Ar worst. I cannot do it. Karvarosku? You can't... That's a ding. We can't do it. We, Wait, I, you can. Come on. Karvarosku. Come on. No. do it. No, I'm not going to try. Try You're it. You're me. No, no, I refuse. I found out that at a certain point in my life, and I don't know when, when I started saying zoom, it started tingling the back of my mouth. And it never did that before. And now I have like, it's like, mm, it's already really like itchy and tingly and annoying. <laughs> I don't know what happened about that. I developed some weird fucking spasm when I go zoom. <laughs> Fuck, no, my lips are itchy. Actually, another recommendation for anyone who wants to really get ingrained in British culture, watch People Just Do Nothing and This Country. Those are two amazing shows that anyone who's seen them will be like, yes. So again, People Just Do Nothing and This Country. Who do you need to be to watch these shows? Sounds like Seinfeld. What is it? What is the show about? Uh, you're, I gotta be careful with you, Tarki. You're very no, no, no. These these are like good. So people just do nothing. You'd actually, I think you'd really appreciate it. I think streamers would appreciate this a lot. Um, okay. It's a bunch of um, people who live on a state who do pirate radio, which used to be a big big thing in the UK, um, where you would have illegal radio stations on the top of estates. Um, and they're a bunch of grime artists and. Like the main character is called MC Grinder, and it's a bunch of these absolute idiots running uh, a pirate radio station, and they're just complete idiots. Um, and it's very representative of a certain like culture. It's you should just watch it. And then this country, MC Grinder, yeah, yeah. Uh, and this country is a similar vibe, but it's following. Um, two young adults who live in the middle of the countryside and again it's super representative of the uk because it's just there's fucking nothing to do um and it's just kind of it's it's very funny but also very depressing because i know people like that and yeah also right octavian so radio um basically it was a big thing in the 90s man <laughs> I, i've done like little bits of work on the radio before you son of a gun <laughs> what was it what was your guys's favorite thing that you've seen like watched this year this year yeah just from 2021 mm. i think for me it's bill burnham's inside that was yeah, good. I think it's my favorite thing. that was good yeah mm. It helps that I remember watching his YouTube videos when I was like 14. It's actually, I was thinking about it and I'm like, yeah, I, that's probably my favorite thing all year. I don't know. I think Mandalorian? Mandalorian this is year, this year? Ooh. Was it this year that the last season of Mr. Robot came out? Oh, is that good? I remember you talking about that. I watched like some of the first season, but I watched like the first two seasons. It was good. I just stopped following it. The last season is like out of this world good. Oh, really? Was... Oh, you watch I'm, a lot I, of TV stuff, though. I think I might have just watched it. I think I watched it this year. 
I hadn't I didn't know it came out before that. So I watched uh, it. It might have it, it came that out, but I watched it this year. So yeah, oh, that counts. The last the last season of Mr. Robot is probably a highlight for me in television recently. Mm. It's like four or five seasons, right? Six? Six? Wow. Or is it only four or five? Oh, you might you might be right. I might be thinking about another. I think you might be right with four. Good. Four I can do. Yeah, Six. Four. It's four. That's like a one piece situation. It's too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. I, th I don't know that there's anything that's a one piece situation aside from one piece. Maybe <laughs> The Simpsons. Uh, I don't. I, I can't relate because I've been. I mean, I stopped watching One Piece, and I could never. Usually, I prefer reading, but then I. I don't know. I can't get into the reading. But then I did watch every Sunday for about fifteen years. I watched One Piece for like eight hundred and fifty episodes. So. I can't like relate to getting into something like that that late. What about you, Octavian? Mm, what about me? So television, it was really popular in the nineties. Everything this year. I I don't know. I've been watching the latest season of the British Bake Off. That's been pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. British Bake Off. Yeah, they there's a bunch of British people and they get together in a tent and they bake things. And then some other British people that are really good at baking things tell all the other British people how good they were at baking things. Yeah. Oh. And then at the end of every episode, someone goes home until there's none none left. That's cool. Uh, I would probably say this country. It came out before, but I only watched that this year. Otherwise, I watched a really, really depressing documentary on Alzheimer's, which stuck with me because fuck that disease is scary. Uh, yeah, I'm not. That was used... the most enjoyable thing you've watched. Well, no, but it was the most memorable thing I've watched. The the most enjoyable thing was this country, but that that documentary stuff. I'm usually I don't That's usually get that ironic. emotional like watching stuff, but I fucking cried like a bitch during that because it's just this husband just watching his wife just deteriorate in front of him, and there's right. nothing he can do about mm. it. And it's like, yeah, that's depressing. I mean, it's oh. about, kind of ironic now, isn't it? That is the most memorable thing. Yeah, what I, see, I, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Uh, I have to go and get food. Oh, so, oh I have uh, not, get like, some creme fraiche. Yeah, yeah. Rub put it, it on, in. Put it on the sausages that we're going to make. That doesn't sound like the best You could. I mean, depending on the sausage, you can do it. Like You can do like a Greek-style dipping thing mm. with the right type of sausage. It's really, mm -hmm. I mean, that's good. I will keep that in mind. Thank you all for having me on the show. Well, thank you, Turkey, for having me on the show. Octavian, real quick before you go, would you consider ham a meat obelisk? I don't consider meat obelisks in general. Should I more often? Should I ponder yeah, them? Yeah, ham. Is that How's like a meat obelisk? That's uh, like bologna. Bolo bologna. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, yeah, bologna. <laughs> Bologna is um, like a serious one. So it's Octavian like... ham, it was a really big thing in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like a ham is like that. That doesn't look like an obelisk. It does if you cut it the right way. I don't understand what I you guys want. I mean, that everything here. looks like an obelisk <laughs> if you cut it the right way. What even is that? I'm gonna go. Jesus. Octavian, quickly before you go, what was your most enjoyable obelisk of 2020? <laughs> uh, ham. 
I'll be. I'll see you guys in the next. Thank show. you, Octavian. There you go. It's final. That was good. I'm scared of leaving because if I leave, I'm gonna go watch the new season of JoJo that came out. I I, I watched started anime. watching that. It has a fucking weird start, mate. You haven't? <laughs> yeah. It's a. It's not a good one. I I gotta say, I didn't enjoy the manga either. So I was kind of. I mean, I think it looks good. I'm like six episodes in. I think. They didn't animate enough, but it sounds and like it's got that JoJo animation. But I don't. Have you seen everything before? I've watched everything before. I literally got five minutes in. It's just them chatting in the prison cell about her getting watched by the guard. And like, this is a weird start, but okay. Watched by the guard during masturbation. Yeah, yeah it's a yeah. weird one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it makes sense. I mean, I'm sure it does, but for anyone who missed it, JoJo was really big in the 90s. But basically, there's this new thing that's come out on Netflix. Actually. Yeah, actually, that was good. And uh, yeah, the first five minutes is her having a nervous breakdown because she got caught by one of the prison guards masturbating in her cell. And I'm like, this is literally the opener? Okay. Um, it doesn't It doesn't keep going like that. I don't yeah. know. They open with like a very anti... Like, because the theme of the season is very different. So, I I remember reading that and I was very surprised. Have you guys watched everything? Have you guys watched Wheel of Time? No, not yet. I haven't heard great things about name. it though. What is that? I, so it's like people are like comparing a little bit to oh Game of Thrones and like I I I'm, oh so I watch get it. sad when I think about that still. Well, I I watched it. I'm like okay, so there's like a level of you know polish or something. I was like, I'm not really getting that. It definitely looks like kind of a B rank. It's really weird. There, like, like when I so there's like the big enemies. They just I don't look the part. They mm. don't look what I'm expecting. Um, the story seems really interesting, and then they start speaking. Oh, it is like a between Cena and Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes, yeah. it has all the Cena moments in terms of the in the feel of it as a show like i watched a lot of xena when i was young xena was good uh, or younger yeah, everybody I watched a lot of it no it was it was great now what really gets me is when they start speaking and they all speak with like weird british accents mm. and it completely kills the mood i'm like dude yeah. hold up uh put up some kind of what, what do you call it like some kind of like fantasy accent at least do anything I don't want to, you, you can't sound like someone like from around the corner when I go into a store. It just doesn't work for me. I get, I get really thrown. It's a big problem because there's now this whole like trendy modern fantasy. Before it used to be just stereotypical, like sort of posh-ish middle English. But now it's uh -huh. my mate I went to school with. And it's like, yeah, no, I like this, this is so fucked. mate and stuff in a, in a fan. Ah, yeah. it kills me. I can't have it. It throws me off so much. Um, <laughs> yeah, the books, the books are good. It sounds odd. The books are good. It's, it's with, it's with one of those things. It's like, oh, this was a really good book series. You know what was fucking awful? That I didn't watch it. I I heard it was being made. Got excited and then proceeded to try and delete it from my memory. Um, I think it was Sky. They made like an edgy version of Terry Pratchett's Guard Guards Guards. That An was edgy version. It was like it was really cringe. 
like really really like you just watch the the trailer for it it's like they completely mix it's kind of like they tried to do guards guards but then made the main character jack sparrow <laughs> okay yeah. it was like mm. a fitting of the world as well yeah, yeah. makes sense mm-hmm. crap oh you know what i did watch uh yeah. alice and borderlands we talked about squid game before oh did you like that I kind of liked it, yeah. I the, the Squid Game was like, yeah, it's fine. I like Borderland? Borderland more. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. In yeah, the- I've been hearing oh, about it, and then people recommended it, and some people said that it's like a terrible Squid Game, and some people said that it's an amazing Squid Game. And I gotta say, I prefer. It was first, and I like it more. I'm guessing when you didn't it, watch it with the dub, right? One? What's up? Is it another Korean? No, it's a Japanese sci-fi. It's Japanese. Yeah, yeah. Ah. you, you didn't Korean watch it well. dubbed there, right? You watched it subbed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I dub watched. is awful. I, I tried watching. I don't it. watch anything though. I tried watching yeah, the dub, and I'm like, no, I can't watch this. Um, yeah, I don't even like Korean. I, I can't do the dubs. It's I can't I can't play with voice lines in Lost Ark either. I can't do the Russian dub. It's it kills me. It's exhausting. The Russian dub is exhausting. The Korean dub was like still handleable, but it would bother me. But then, uh, yeah, the Russian one. I mean, I. I'm on a different headset. Excuse me? Sorry, the Korean version. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I said dub. (laughs) I haven't heard the Japanese. Is there a Japanese dub? I mean, I would imagine if they released it in the region. Maybe I should play that. I don't know. What was very confusing, Ghost of Tsushima, which was one of my favorite games when it came out that year, that was really confusing because it was set in Japan, Awesome game, great visuals, everything's lit. All of the cinematics were shot with Ving- English voiceover. So technically the dub was the Japanese. So if you played it oh. with Japanese, with English subtitles, the mouths would be moving to English. It was fucked. They ended up patching it because they had some like fancy tech where they managed to like, redo the lip sync, which fixed it. Um, but yeah, that was very odd. Huh. Isn't Castlevania Japanese or the Netflix series? I can't mm-hmm. I don't know, but I watched it so. I watched it in English. It was pretty good. Like the original one? No no no, the one on Netflix. Well all of the seasons. I, I can't I remember. No, I don't think so. Is it? Did you watch like, the I... um The Witcher? Very good. Anime? Yeah. Uh I haven't watched that. The I've movie? been considering it. I've yeah. seen it being available it's i i don't know it's worth just throwing on like if you just want something to watch but for me it was very much like castlevania light um okay it didn't because i'm pretty sure it was the same studio that made it and it's kind of i watched yeah i watched like the first 15 minutes and i fell asleep yeah but i i thought it looked great but then i'm old it it, like the art style's beautiful like the art style is great has some really good moments but i was watching it just like this is just like a worse version of castlevania a worse version of Castlevania. Yeah, yeah. I remember you like referring to it on Twitter. Mm. There's some like meme, and I was like, "Oh, maybe I should watch it." Yeah. Well, I guess I'll watch it. Did I miss Baycast? To be honest, I don't think you missed much. Uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. More <laughs> or less, what we're doing right now. But no, we'll, we'll have it up on YouTube later. Um, we we had we had some serious discussion, and then we've kind of gone around the houses a bit. Yeah, um... but I I worry about leaving because I don't know if I want to watch the rest of JoJo. It's so weird that they released an entire season. But then I don't like 
the best somebody in my chat summarized it best. The best part about Stone Ocean is the part is the fact that part seven is next. Which is like everybody's favorite JoJo. But my favorite JoJo Diamond is unbreakable, dude. Hmm. Diamond is unbreakable is Puck Champ. That's good. Um if you want a fucking cringe experience Watch the fucking Resident Evil anime that came out. That was fucking bad. Oh, really? That is genuinely oh. one of the worst things I've ever seen. I, w I watched it, and I was watching all the way through, like, how the fuck did this get made? Like, n even for, like, a Resident Evil, it was bad. It's a Resident Evil. I remember watching it as a kid, and then they kept releasing stuff, and I would just, like watch it every now and then my god by like movie seven or something it got fucking real weird Woo. pretty crazy i wish that they did with what they did with the games where it's kind of like in the same world but it's mm -hmm. not like the same stuff hmm. yeah. how about the cowboy bebop have you guys watched that don't oh is, the, uh... is it don't is it really that that great? I'm I'm <laughs> I'm fun. refusing to I I'm refusing to watch it. I've seen a few clips. Oh, you haven't seen it? Okay. Because saying it's fine. No, I, no, it's I terrible. It. But the, no, it's not. The reason why I the reason why I refuse to watch it's because it because you've you've watched. I haven't watched the original. Oh, Bebop. okay. So as a it's a standalone show, it's fine. I okay. I'll say I didn't like Cowboy Bebop that much when I was a kid. I appreciated mm. the animation. I love the music. Mm. But like as far as like the total package, I remember watching that as a kid on like, uh, what was it? It wasn't Toonami or was it? The thing that I would play after Toonami. Cartoon Network. Yeah. I think it might have been Toonami. It would be like late night Cartoon Network and it would play anime. I, I remember being like, uh, yeah, this is a show, you know, kind of the same with like Knights of the Zodiac and all this sort of shit. It was a show. Are you, you still haven't watched Samurai Champler, have you? No. So good. I see. I'm holding. I'm holding off because I am still living off of ping pong the animation vibe. Mm. So like I, that has like recharged my love for anime because I really fucking lost it. I got to say. It shit just hasn't been the same for a while for me. And I haven't been watching any anime. I've just, I mostly yeah. read nowadays. So, like, now this JoJo stuff is like really re revitalizing. But then ping pong, oh my fucking God, that like fully recovered me. So, when I fully lose that juice, mm. that's what I'm going to okay. do, Champloo. Unless it's not, unless you're debating me. Oh, no, time, it's good. It's so good. I, I remember watching like AMVs when I was a kid of that and yeah. enjoying it, and I thought it looked. Also, cool, like the one of I the main characters the is literally like what I imagine your idealized version of yourself is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I see it. It's fucking. I mean, less so now that you've had the surgery, but like when you still had glasses. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, he's got like he's he's samurai dude. He's got the the, the little ponytail, the little glass vibe. Right. Uh, I still remember when you dude. saw that one Asian dude on YouTube and you were like, this, this is, is what Rise wishes he looks yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm going to go bald soon, by the way. Like, you I'm keep actually talking about it. it. You keep talking about it. I mean, I talked about it one time. But yeah, I think I'm going to do it. It's going to be interesting. When are you going to uh, do it? 
I think I'm going to wait for summer because I don't want to like fake tan and my, you know, I've had, I've had long hair like my entire life. So I'm, I'm kind of scared that I'm going to use, look like a chemo patient, you know, what? I'm going to be really wait, like, wouldn't, uh, you, wouldn't you shave it during winter? No, because like, how do I tan it? Isn't it just going to be like super pale? What sun are you getting now? No, now I'm not getting sun, but then I would go out and it would tan up naturally. During summer? I what? I feel like one of us is being really dumb and I can't tell which one of us it is. I feel like surely you're you're pale now, right? So just shave right. now, and then you're just gonna be pale all over. Oh, you mean as if like my face is pale now? Yeah. So it fits the pale head. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm. I'm. Because also, it also it's pale. one of the. I also I feel like it's one of those things where like if you were to shave now and you decide you don't like it, it's cold, so you can wear like hats and stuff. Oh, wear, no, like, this is the worst uh, because then you're forced to it. Oh, shaving now in the cold, like going. Dude, I hate getting a short haircut in the winter. It's I kind of like it. I always cut my hair How the shortest because it's easier to wear a helmet for snowboarding. Um, all right. That, like that kind of like... True. Yeah. But okay, then, then GGG then fucked then me. I was going to go take a two-week trip. Go shave it? Yeah, yeah. I'll do it right now. No, I won't. I'm scared. I don't know. On one side, I'm not scared. On the other side, it's it's a weird thing. So, fun fact... Um, when I last had long, so I used to have long hair when I was like 20 and I buzzed it all off and I, I wished I, I've, I've been wanting to grow my hair out again for like 10 years and I just got around to it now. Um, mm. it, it was cool. You, when, when I buzzed it, I'm like, this looks cool. And I was into it for like two weeks. And then I'm kind of like, I either need to keep buzzing it. Cause I feel like that's one of those things. Like if you do a proper, like, cause I went down to like a zero. Like, See, I feel like you would look good. You would look psycho, but like in a good way. Like yeah. That's a fucking bold guy with confidence. Exactly. But like you have to maintain it at zero. This, the second you decide I'm going to grow it out a bit, you look like a fucking moron. Because then it's like. Holy fuck. I never realized how much you look like Nico Tulo. Link. Who? The Lost Ark streamer, Nico. Oh. You have like pretty similar facial features. Right, Link. I'm I'm curious because mm. most of the time when people like you look like a person, it's just another pale dude. No, with the like same you don't you don't like look like him, <laughs> but then you kind of like remind me of him. Okay, you're so. equally delusional about being good at video <laughs> games too. So. I don't think I've ever claimed to be good there. at video games. <laughs> That's the funniest part. The people always think that people you're, like... think that I think I'm hot shit when I'm like yeah. casual as fuck. And I'm like, I know I'm casual as fuck. And that's very true. Very yeah. casual. Yeah. Let's look at this guy. Um, I... <laughs> like the bags under eyes. I mean, he, he's <laughs> got a both black and white camera. Is he British as well, I'm guessing? You have glasses, you know? I mean, the camera angle is obviously different, but... Mm. Hmm. Mm. I'm feeling it. Similar chin action. See, I I have the eyebrows. Mm. I remember when Tarki asked me if I do my eyebrows at ExileCon. Mm. It was interesting. Why you... why did you think that I do my eyebrows? Um, they were so magnificent. No, I think you said like 
Ooh, because you've got a little bit like you too, took too much off over here. It, I think that's no, what I think the thing I the reason why I asked is because you just done like a fresh shave and everything. Like you've done a fade and your eyebrows are looking very pointed. Oh, I had so my it kind of looked I had like my hair open and everything. Yeah, it kind of looked like you're like, oh I've I've put an effort in and I've just blasted everything, you know. It looked like mm, you'd just no. been like you know. No, no. That was that was effortless. I looked that good effortless, Tarki, at that point. I I still like that whenever we meet, you're like you've grown taller, and it's just no, your posture's gotten worse every yeah, year. <laughs> I my posture's so bad now. I look like Forsen. It's really nasty. It's gonna keep getting worse too, cause yeah. My shot. I, I mean, every streamer. I've got like the the lady lent forward shoulder thing rolled shoulders but otherwise my posture is pretty good i i don't really roll my shoulders i feel like but it kind of looks like it because I your back's my like that yeah. yeah but then like i've got an open chest usually mm. but then yeah my back's all fucked up it's probably the worst thing that i like if i could name one thing that i dislike about myself it's that everything else I'm great. Mm -hmm. This one thing, and it's gonna keep getting worse too. The wait, the posture or the hair? I mean, both are gonna keep getting worse, <laughs> but the hair I don't mind. Okay, you know, I was really scared of mm -hmm. like, because one day I, one day I woke up and I went to the mirror and I'm like, I'm fucking balding. I'm missing like a lot of hair mm -hmm. in this sector. All of a sudden, it felt like, and then I saw my mom after not seeing her for like two weeks. And she's like, dog, your hair, you're the, the balding. And I'm just like, uh, <laughs> uh, and I was already freaking out about that. Started having like nightmares about going bald and everything. And now, I don't know. I'm kind of cool with it. That's good. So my plan is like, yeah, shave the shit off. See how I look bald. If I look good, then fine. If not, then I'm going to probably start doing some prevention stuff. I mean, didn't you do like minoxidil for the beard and shit? So like just. I did do minoxidil for the beard. Yeah. Did but you do microblading as well? No, I didn't do any like microneedling or mm. anything like that. I didn't have to. I only did it for six months too, and I fucking grew an entire beard. You're supposed to do it for like a year to keep it, but I mean, I you know I'm still patchy like over here and over here. But honestly, from not being able to grow a beard or like even connect any of this, fucking came out pretty good. So pretty happy with that. But then I feel like you know it does. I don't know. Taking anything that affects you hormonally in any way, yeah. like that wouldn't really. But at the same time, it's like uh, minoxidil originally was like uh, heart medication yeah. for like heart palpitations, and some people would get part. I never had any issues, no problems. But you know, you don't know the long term issues of something like that. So yeah, yeah. Hmm. So it's not very good for your skin either. Like it can be like really. Yeah, skin. it was really like doing it with a beard on was a lot of effort. You have to moisturize like three times a day. Hmm. Shit really wears you down. It gets really itchy some days. Yeah. Not really, I wasn't really like flaky or anything, but then yeah, just annoying. Balding, Balding. bearding, shoulder roll, neck bend, and balder belly sounds aging, yo. Wait, we didn't talk about boulder belly. What do you mean? I don't know about boulder belly. What's that boulder belly? 
pandemic. Oh, I guess I guess I can see it. And I be sure like, yeah, okay. The you moment that. that I realized because I've always been like skinny and then also for like many years I was really like into working out. And I remember Lisa specifically. We were at the Twitch Berlin thing, Tarki. And you remember that one night when like we were we, it was like pretty late at night. We were all getting like really, really drunk. Was this after the Fortnite party? It was like with an entire Always group of Fortnite people. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki didn't get to go Every to the Fortnite party. Like... You fucking casual. But I, I, I remember zipping up my, my jacket. Right. And I was like, I don't like zipping it up because I don't think mm. it looks that good. Mm. And Lisa said, oh, I like it that way. And I'm like, oh, really? You like it more? She's like, yeah, I can't see your belly. And I'm just like, oh, shit. I'm Whoa. fucked up. That's bad. That's bad. <laughs> and I was like, oh, damn. Oh. And also one time, Gucci, I remember standing up and Gucci was like, yo, you've put on some juice, baby. That oh that makes sense because I remember you randomly saying to me at TwitchCon like, "Yo, Taki, we need to lose weight," and you were like, "Really? Yeah. Like, oh, dude, like Taki, we need to." And when I was I like, mean, "You we? were fat," I was like, "We? <laughs> you got you got juicy at that TwitchCon." I don't think I did really. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. My weight fluctuates quite a lot randomly, so maybe, possibly same. Actually, this reminds me because we don't. I saw a person that looked like a much like thicker version of your ex-girlfriend, Tarki. Okay. I'm not going to link it in the chat, but then she's even from like a similar sounding place. Okay. Well, it's not. Hold on, I got to find it. <laughs> Just post it uh, in Discord. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, wait, is this like, is she using a different name or something? Uh, fuck is this oh no oh yeah I got it because I even googled it I'm like dude <laughs> she's fuck? for she's for sure using a different name okay, I'll look at this on my phone today. but look. then I saw the other images but here in particular she kind of hold on we'll see I'll, I'll tell you if he's on some bullshit chat let's look at this okay hold on Okay, no, I could sort of see what you mean. I could sort of see what you mean. <laughs> yeah. funnily, no. funnily enough, that actress is in this country, which was the show I spoke about earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, damn, is she like using a different name? Is Tarky, was he dating a famous person? Party. I mean, that person's like 20 years. Oh, my gosh, I don't know how old she is. I think the person's like 40 or some shit. Maybe no, not. no, no. This is like a much thicker, much older version. But still, the. You can see it, right? How old is? Uh, yeah, if, if ten years and like not going pounds, well easily. on them, yeah, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe, yeah. maybe a little more, yeah, yeah. But still, hmm. it reminded me of the Fortnite party we went to. You remember <laughs> Noogie? <laughs> sure. <laughs> So, Noogie, Fortnite was really big in the 90s. Um... Hey, tell me about it. <laughs> and I had to drag you because you didn't want to go to that rise, but it was actually all right. 
Yeah, it was cool. There were a lot of famous people in there. That aspect I didn't like. But otherwise, you didn't good. like it. Nah. Gross score was poggers, dude. Yeah. To remember, you getting a picture for a friend with gross score, and he was cool. Yeah, no, he he was actually really cool. That was that was actually really funny. So there was this. Okay, so there was this random party chat that we got invited to. Because obviously, I don't know why we got invited to a Fortnite party, but we did. Everyone there was like soda popping and like gross and all those kind of dudes. Uh, And one of my friends back home was watching, I think, Soda live stream. And he sent me a text like, the fuck, I saw you in the background of Soda's stream. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm at this thing, blah, 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 blah. He's like, oh, dude, that's sick. And he's like, oh, Gross is there. Can you get a picture with Gross? Because Gross is like his favorite streamer or some shit. And I'm like, your favorite streamer? Rude. But then, yeah, so I got I got him a picture with Grisco. Grisco was really chill. Yep. Interesting. I'm still reading your unbanner requests, by the way. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, trash. You're garbage. You are a scat slave. Suck ass for success. Yep. <laughs> and oddly enough, that was like three days before he got banned. <laughs> Anything you do sucks. That's a different day already. That's like two weeks later. Yeah. Because he's a retard. He doesn't even know how to play the game. Just a nothing complete. Complete the everything. Yeah. Oh, wait. This I already seen this guy. True. True. Yeah. <laughs> this guy said, fuck you, John T. And then he got banned. Hmm. And then he said, John T is a doo-doo head and banned me for no reason. It's his unbanned requests. Was the Fortnite party the one where you were known as the POE guy? Uh? No, I, I don't have anybody a... knew who we were. No. Also, I, I generally have quite a bad... Ex... Most of the time when someone's like, oh, what do you play? I play POE. They don't know about it. But when they do know about POE, they're like, oh, so you're like, you're an elitist prick? And I'm like, well... Excuse me? Most, a lot of people I know who know PoE are kind of like, oh, PoE gamers. What? <laughs> At TwitchCon, some guy was like live streaming and he yelled like, hey, Rise, when I was walking past and I turned around. I'm like, hey, what's up? And they were looking at me and they went, we play League of Legends. They didn't know who I was. Like, <laughs> straight out. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, I guess, I guess that's that. I think the funniest thing that happened at TwitchCon was I was queuing up to get something to eat in like the outside food area and mm. there was this poor dude who looked like he wanted to fucking commit. It stood behind this thing and there were these two Japanese girls live streaming and you know it's like the stereotypical like oh let's take a close up of all the food and he's just stood there just like can you please just order something and they're like oh this looks so great and that and they just stood there for 15 minutes just ignoring him just like filming Ooh. everything he's just like and we we caught eye contact while we were in the queue and he just sort of looks at me like what the fuck is my life and i was like sorry mate <laughs> yeah. yeah massive respect for anyone in the service industry triple respect for anyone in the service industry when you've got some prick trying to live stream your job just like fuck off yeah that was like right after ice poseidon got banned and everything so like live stream was still booming but then everybody was trying to get a piece of the fucking pie that was a pretty odd experience in many ways
Starkey smells guy. You banned Rip Fraggy, dude? He's just spamming Alk Plastic, dude. How do you think I... Wait, did I ban him or did someone else ban him? No, Joomba the Fabulous banned him. Mm -hmm. Tarky, why is your voice so annoying, my dude? <laughs> banned by Tarky Cat. Hey, sorry, I learned my lesson. Please unban me. <laughs> Guess it's time. Actually, that's the, the funniest thing that's ever happened with the, like, annoying voice thing. Beck, I think I've told the story before, but Bex did... She recorded a weather video for me and she sent it to me. So one of my weather reports is her doing the weather report. And people are like, Ooh. who the fuck is this shrill bitch in my... T and they were they just thought it was just some random girl just chatting. And all half of them was like, who is this shrill bitch? No, 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 no. And no one knew it was Bex. And she was just like, bruh. Well, you said about that, that she was in one wow. of your videos and then nobody noticed. Yeah, it was so funny. Nice. Rise is trash. I apologize for being combative about rice. <laughs> Makes this sense, guy just though. posted a big frog and Ole banned him. I won't spam again. He can get unbanned. He seems right. Do you want to hear something really depressing? I have to wake up in five hours. Oh, why? I've, I've got my shelter on the Thursdays is when I do my... um cat shelter stuff oh mm. so early mm. yeah i guess it's 2 a.m for you right uh no it's like uh half past midnight i just have to wake up really early to get there because i do the morning shift so like i'm one of the first people there because you got to feed all the animals and, blah, 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 and one alk unique equals chess item one alk uniques equals ggg think it's a chase item can we please talk about pickup clutter Oh, nice. I do not want to pick up a million things. This is all in caps lock. Mm. Noogie is an idiot. Gets banned. That's very true, though. I'm sorry. Can you unban me? <laughs> I would. I don't remember Noogie suggesting anything about like having to pick up a million things. If anything, it would I be remember that because it's because someone didn't. It's because I was talking about. I am fairly certain this was about. Making things on the ground interesting, like that you can, they can drop a bunch of things that auto pick up. So you mm. get like the loot explosion without having to pick them I up. I remember this, yeah. And people thought that I wanted people to pick up a billion things because I like that, you know, everything dropping, lots of things, small things that are like exciting to watch. Because yeah. this. Yeah, I remember this. You were and talking people, about Azerite yeah. and people like, what do you mean you want to individually pick up every single Azerite shard and one gold coin at a time? And you're like, no, that's not what I'm saying. Yes, that's exactly yeah. what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah. Well done. Actually, you might find yeah. this amusing because I'm an idiot. So you know how they removed the dislike button on YouTube? I uh -huh. thought, oh, what would be really smart? Because I've done stupid like bait troll videos before and people realize that it's a dumb bait video because the, the dislike count. I'm like, I can do all the bait videos now and no one will know. Um, so it was like top builds for Delve or some shit. And it was just me just hanging out with my cat like, lol, you got trolled, you moron. La. And I, I chat for 10 minutes because I'm like, oh, we need to make it long enough so that it looks legit going into it. But what I didn't realize, and that's why I didn't upload it publicly, is I opened the video right away with me just hanging out with my cat. What I should have done is like being in POB for at least a minute 
and then being like fucking about because the problem is is like as soon as you click you they see that oh i'm just hanging out with my cat it's not a real video and so i end up not blading it but uh yeah i i need to i need to try and make the best of a bad situation with the dislike the dislike thing it just looks i miss seeing my little lightsabers like little bars i miss that yeah i miss it too they fucked up yep Fuck. Getting owned. I'm trying to craft my spell stone. Unlocking. But I don't know. I think I'm actually going to be the one to end it. So Rise, you're going to have to watch JoJo because, yeah, I need to wake up. In a oh! couple... I nailed it in the end. Four slowness, five master's potential, five backstab master. <laughs> I'm an animal. All right, fuck you, Turkey. Okay. Well. I'd like to thank everyone for hanging out. Um, best of luck in Delve, you two. Hope you have a chill one. Yeah, yeah you as well. Painage, bye. Bye, 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 bye. 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 Right. Um, chat, if you're following me on Twitter, good. If you're not following me on Twitter, follow me on Twitter. Because I tweet whenever I do a stream, and I tweet whenever I do a YouTube video.